Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastorates Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how a pound of houseflies contains more protein than a pound of beef. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. Yeah, I'm not eating them. With me are Matt Polly. Hi there. Brad Polly. Hi, everyone. And together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Have you tested this theory? Um, I, uh, no, I have not. Uh-huh. Nope. I would imagine there's a lot of houseflies that take it. That's like, there's a lot more houseflies in a pound of. <laughs> what? Like Did your takes, brain just lock takes, up? It takes a lot of houseflies to make a pound. Well, I'm sure. It really would, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. It would be like a bucket of houseflies, At I would At least think. two dozen. <laughs> I think it's a lot more than two dozen. Yeah, like a dozen dozen, <laughs> maybe. That, would that be a gross? Wouldn't a dozen know. dozen be a gross? Yes, it yeah. would. All right, announcements. Uh, lint reflections are on their way. So go to patreon.com slash passports podcast. We've got two recorded, one and one other written. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. Shut up. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna release the uh, the first one on the main feed, and then uh, <laughs> you'll have to... Good job, Matt. So, you know, I put myself I put myself out there. I'm kidding. Will you <laughs> relax? You, no, Just I won't relax. relax. He hasn't even heard it. Come when have I ever relaxed? It's a joke. That's a good question. Never. <laughs> I see your sense of humor is still intact from last week. <laughs> good <laughs> Lord. All right, let's go. Just a joyless <laughs> bastard. A hubba hubba hubba. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? A hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna need some fluid. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? What are we drinking? Wow. Okay, so we uh, we started. Uh, we're drinking pudding. So we. Started. I will say alcoholic pudding. Pudding pie. Well, we started with. Um, oh, get the pudding pie. No, we're not doing. We are not doing Bill Cosby impressions. That is not happening. He's a terrible human being. With this episode, no. (laughs) Are we going to ever do Bill Cosby? We did. There's an episode where we tried to do it. Yes, there is. I remember it. It was awful. I regret. All three of us tried that. All three of us were awful. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, exactly. Albert. (laughs) Go ahead. Apparently, we are doing Bill Cosby impressions. That was just Fat Albert. Different kind of. I like to apologize for our first-time <laughs> listeners. Um, this is pretty God, on brand for us. So. Terrible, terrible human being. Um, so from and Bill uh, Cosby too. This is. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even make it into this far. No, into no, the... no, no, no. Not we. No, you. I can't. Well, you, you can't. You led me to it. It's your fault. <laughs> uh, I see we're passing blame now. <laughs> you, yes. you, you caused him to stumble. Great. What if I stumble? I knew it was coming. I knew it. I, I couldn't get it out to say it. You don't remember the rest of the words, do you? I don't either. And you guys remember in DC Talk had that song called Colored People? <laughs> what the hell were they doing with that? Um, Good well, what God. Yeah. What in people. the hell were they thinking? Can I read this now? I don't care. We have uh, from Red Cypress Brewery from the uh, the Ware Brothers. Ware? Uh, uh, Kyle and... <laughs> Kyle and Shan. Shamalama Ding Dong. Kyle and Sean. Shanalana Ding Dong. Shanalana Ding Dong. We have Sean. Devil's Shane. Chair. It's it's an, it's a IPA. It's dude. Dang I drink good. I have, I have good. too deep. We we housed so. a six pack or a five pack. I guess. Yeah, it's pretty great. One of them didn't quite make it here. <laughs> no, it leaked. So we housed a five pack pretty quickly. No, let's not. Let's not do. Oh man. All right. Just just kidding. Let's turn it up. One, one, two, one. 
six, nine. Term is showing, sir. I couldn't help but note your shade of <laughs> You know the words. I know that whole I album front to back. Pardon me, your epidermis is showing. I wish we could. You could have seen Michael grab the mic like he it was, was his moment. Like he was Toby Mac. <laughs> it was his moment. It, he he was on. God, he has been waiting for this. Yes, my time to shine. Oh God, that's so funny. Shine, oh, make oh, wonder what you got. I tip my hat to the colorful arrangement. They had to call it colored people, didn't they? Yeah. My God. Any other title would have. How worked. can no producer go raise their hand and go? <laughs> Maybe you guys shouldn't. do We've this. talked about the earlier song. What was it? Two honks and a two, two honks, honks and a negro. That's right. I'm not even yeah. gonna say it. No, that's uh, two honks wow. and a negro. They yep. did do that too, yep. didn't they? Boy, they did. just glossed right over that in high school, but, didn't we? But so Christian Stewart will carry that, but Lecrae, no, too heavy. Dude, I just listened to Lecrae's newest album. It's really, it's good. really good. Yeah, it I've is. Listened, I listened to some of his older stuff today. Yeah, a little heavy-handed for me. Yeah, but, but the dude can but rap. The beats are good, and the flow yeah. is really good. He can yeah, I really like do him. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Big fan of Lecrae. Uh, what's the other beer we've got here? Okay, I uh, want to see him do a. I want to see him do a colored people remix. <laughs> it's probably out there. From can we move on, please? Yeah, pro- sure. probably with uh, Toby Mac. And anyway, me and so Kyle, Kyle and Sean, thank you. That was, you're yeah, it was two fantastic. for two on those beers, yeah, man. Yeah, that yeah. you nailed it. Yep. Thanks, Wear Bros. Uh, from uh, this is from Jake Kramer. Kramer, yep. Kramer. I'm not sure. Crema. It looks it's like got to be Kramer. Right? I'm sure it's Kramer. He I think I missed me somewhere and told me how to say it, but I don't. It's got to be Kramer. I've slept since then. That's great, Michael. Uh, okay, so the label is really cra- it's, it's like the most Kramer. simple label I've ever seen. It's from Perennial Art- Artisan Ales in Ooh. Missouri. Oh, and you know it's going to be good because it's called Artisan. Yeah, uh, Artesian. No, it's Artisan, <laughs> not Artesian. People Michael. in Indiana, the Artesian. No, ale. it's Artisan. Um, the city of mineral water in Martinsville, Indiana. Our water is shit. Yeah. So <laughs> on uh, it got a four point five eight on Beer Advocate, and it got a one hundred on um, what was uh, the other one. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Uh, what was the other one? Jizzmuzzle.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to. Uh, crap. What's the other one? I had it. <laughs> I don't remember what the other one was. It's go a ahead, it's ahead. a beer website. <laughs> anyway, all you new people go and type in jizzmuzzle.com. It's a thing. No, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. You'll be fine. Don't worry. You don't have to clear your browser history. It's fine. It's fine. Um anyway, it's the it's your it's mom won't care. From Perennial Artisan Ales in St. Louis, Missouri. It's the Mammon. Sure. Mammon. Mammon? Yeah. You can't serve you can't serve God in this. Yeah, in Mammon. God in yeah. the Imperial style. Uh it's choose one it's an imperial stout it's really? aged. after drinking this i would choose the imperial stout i'm not gonna lie yeah it's aged for 18 it's aged for 18 to 20 months in okay. rittenhouse rye barrels Damn, before blending long time this stuff it's Where a does one acquire rittenhouse rye barrels from rittenhouse rittenhouse rye warehouse oh, okay buddy that's it is, man, it is, it, uh, it, it pours is as thick as pudding. It pour, it, it looks like used <laughs> motor oil. Like, yeah. It literally comes out like There's no head to cheese. it. Like it just, yeah. It's uh, oh. really, really good. Oh my yeah. gosh. It is very But I will tell you right now, I don't think you can drink more than five ounces of that. No, instead. like what we've got yeah. here, share that big bottle. I don't know how the hell you could drink a I whole bottle of that. I think we could make a pudding pop out of that. You, you, oh. Boy, you really could. Yeah, I think it would make it. It's really 11.5%. Don't make the pudding pop. Stop it. Hey, hey, hey. 
we have Rachel Evans on the held Evans on this podcast, and you're making Bill Cosby jokes. Are you serious? Rachel, Rachel Held Evans is awesome. Bill Cosby, terrible, terrible. Human anyway, being. this yes, beer, is. like chocolate, and I mean, it is, it is fantastic. Uh, there's a lot going on. It, it, I tell you what, it reminds me of. It's a more intense version of the uh, New Holland Dragons milk. Yes, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, you're right. It's a little more intense than that, but it's very. Well, I think it's the right, probably the rye barrel. Very do that. similar along those lines. Yes, I yep. would agree with that. Yeah, and Ooh, it's that is, uh, really, really good. It's freaking great. But thank Jake, boy, thank you for this. We it is, are going to be pretty hammered by the end of this podcast. <laughs> per usual. Yeah, it's good, man. Pretty strong. Unfortunately, it's a Tuesday, and I can't uh, I can't just take the I'm day off, off tomorrow. tomorrow so. I'm not. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, play that song. Matt has but. to work tomorrow. So do you. I know. Did you put work in quotes? <laughs> really? Are we, are we really doing this? Like, because <laughs> this the time where I tell you that one of your stores that you're in today calls back in. Which one? <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, All right, what, we're, what are we doing here? Uh, where are we? What are we doing? I don't know. Who is this? What are we drinking? Uh, this round is on the Pastors Pub. If you'd uh, like to buy us around, go to Patreon.com/slash/PastorsPodcast. We offer exclusive episodes of the Pastors Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, and Hymns of Reconstruction. At any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a close Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. And really, everything else. Mm-hmm. A lot of everything else. So, um, things discussed in the pub this week: uh, coworkers who think they need to tell you how to live your life. Uh, yeah. Um, I have to <laughs> I do a podcast every week with two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick. Uh, pub covers. A lot of people oh, in there covering yeah. stuff. Man, good stuff. We got yeah. some talented yeah. freaking people yeah. in there, man. Really liked it. Manspreading. Talked about manspreading. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, guys. Cross your legs like a man. Yep. I do. I sit cross-legged. I do, generally. too. Just be considerate yeah. of people. God, it just shouldn't be that hard. It's not hard. No. Ugh. Um, we talked about the Grammys. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick won some awards. Yeah, but, yeah, God, his performance. I didn't see it yet. I heard. Did you it watch was... it on YouTube? No, I, I, I missed it. So that's all my wife and I wanted to see. Yeah, <coughs> totally it's the very first it. one. Yeah, missed it. I didn't. Th- I was like, oh, they won't open with Kendrick. You got a DVR they that freaking open with Kendrick. Yeah. So I watched it on YouTube, dude. He's it's good. What song yeah. did he do? Well, he did like a <coughs> medley. Medley. Yeah. Um, and Dave Chappelle was involved. Yep. Is you two and Dave Chappelle? Yeah, and you two was involved. Well, I heard. I heard. Well, Edge Bono, and Bono and the came Edge. Out. Yeah, yeah. but God, dude. Well, he did triple part of Triple X. I that is just one talented son of a bitch. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's he just really. <laughs> yeah, I listened to Damn again yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I've listened to it fifty times. How did that not win? So, what a robbery! So so good. Yeah, it did win Album of the Year, and I don't know how that's. Man, it's just, good. No, uh, freaking Bruno Mars. Um. Uh, I cried twice during Kesha. I cried uh, at the beginning and then cried at the damn end. Damn good performance. She's she's been she's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah I think she's, I said, I she's wish, been I was hoping it's well documented. I was shit. thinking I hope. Yeah, I was. I said guys commented. I was hoping they'd bring out Doctor Luke for a uh, ritual castration. Chemical. Yeah. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Um, we talked about how Girl Scout cookies are different depending on where you live. I did not did know not that. know that. I'm no on board idea. with the trade system. Yeah. yeah, I had no clue. It, like, really different. Yeah. Like, drastically yeah. different. The yep. s'mores one's literally completely totally different, different cookies. Yeah, one's like a shortbread. My whole life is a lie. Yep. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah told my oldest Lenny. He told By me. The way, I, you, 
He told me he bought three boxes at school from some girl he barely knows. Speaking of uh, <laughs> and three, bo- scouts, three boxes, he, he, he of ate them all, didn't he? Not yet. He Did hasn't got them yet. The, but he will. The, there was a news article going around. I was going to use it. I forgot to save it. I was going to use it for my news feed piece. The uh, Girl Scouts set up outside of a marijuana dispensary. Oh, uh, that's, that's brilliant! Genius. Just freaking. That's happened genius. before. Genius. Yep. So so great. Yep. <laughs> so good. Um. Yeah. Let's go into. Do we have fat bastards? Well, we've got those Oreos. We just want to mess. Yeah, let's do, let's do the Oreos. Do we have Oreos? Yeah. What Oreos? We, we, Oreos. You have both Oreos we have? Literally anyone can get. All right, let's do the Fat Bastard song. Here we go. <laughs> Bojangles here, what's up with that name? People think I'm funny, people think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passive pub. Eating it up, eating the grub. Say now, nah, give me that, give me that, give me that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. I want that. Smell Dink. really bad. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know who these are from. Did you buy these? Uh, so I bought the the cinnamon ones. What are yeah. they? What are they technically called? God, uh, hot and spicy oh. cinnamon Oreos. Same. God, are these? These are these smell just as gross as the. Uh, I didn't the get mystery one those, ones. Yeah, did, no, here. as the uh, friggin. Oh, Swedish one. fish ones. Oh, uh, those were an abomination. Yes, yeah, Swedish. Yep. Those Swedish. were the worst thing. The mystery history. ones were terrible too. They were. They were. Freaking fruity, fruity pebbles, pebbles and yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Why are we rating these? Uh, well, the 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 other ones. What what are those? The ha- chocolate hazelnut. Yeah, uh, those are from Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, uh, yeah, man. We've done we've a lot of Boston. Of, we've a lot of Boston things. She sends too much shit. Like we have too many Boston analogies. How about uh, Gronk concussions? Yeah, let's do that. Out of yeah. out of five Gronk concussions. Okay. All, All right. Both these. Right. Oh, we do. These are gross. Ugh. Oh, oh, that's oh, no, nope. eh. no, no. It's good till you get to the middle. <laughs> it's good, which is the entire <laughs> cookie, Michael. No. Those aren't those aren't as horrible as oh. I thought they would be. Those are bad. I'll give them a two. Like they're, I'll give those a one. Oh god, that's they're bad. not overpowering like I thought they would be. I'm not gonna eat the rest of that though. No, oh, man. Not These are probably finish. okay. These I'm gonna wake okay. up in the middle of the night. I'm gonna throw that up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm tell you right now, it's gonna be. I'm gonna throw <laughs> two up in IPAs my mouth. and Imperial Stout. Two in the morning, I'll be throwing that up in my mouth. Oh, that's God. That's terrible. All right, these are Oreo. Stop whatever. It oh, is how, what are you gonna rate those? I, I gave them two. I give it a. I give it two. Grunk it's concussion. One I give it. I give it a two as well. Yeah, uh, these are chocolate hazelnut. Ooh, boy, those went weird. I can't swallow that. No, that's. Oh God, no! Those are those are one. Those are worse. They are worse. Um, oh God! Jesus. Oh my God! It's like Nutella. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. It's more hazelnut. Anything like Nutella. Oh, <laughs> I like Nutella. Oh no, one. Those I, are worse than the cinnamon one. Somehow, I give it a three. Oh. I like it better. Oh, that's awful. You get some vanilla cookie, and then you get like no. that, whatever that shit in the middle oh, is. That oh, that is awful. Yeah, that's that's not great. Uh. <laughs> Brad's retching over there. <laughs> yeah, those are those are one grunt concussions. Oh, man. Oh, man, that was disappointing. Oh. 
We had so much good stuff recently from. Uh, Fat are you going to be okay? Uh, no. <laughs> Take a drink. You'll be fine. Oh, oh that's yeah. That's really going to go well with the uh, pudding IPA we're drinking or stout. Mm. We should do a, the Tide Pod next next week. <laughs> next week, Fat Pass is the Tide, Tide Pod, Pod Challenge. Tide Pod Challenge. God damn. You know. <laughs> there he is. No. You know. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. This is uh, this week tonight with Brad Polly. Brad, over to you. Dude, fucking kids. So, you know, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch our culture just completely devolve. <laughs> like our grandparents' generation was like, I'm, I'm 18. Time to go to war and defeat Hitler. I had to have or, a discussion or, with my 11 and nine year old the other day. Don't eat a fucking Tide Pod. I did the same thing. My my, God. I text my 15-year-old. I literally said to my 11- and 9-year-old, this was the conversation. You're not stupid enough to eat a laundry laundry pod, right? No. Why would I do that? Okay, good. (laughs) Why in 2018 do I have to have a conversation with my preteen and my 9-year-old? Don't eat detergent. (laughs) What the hell is going on? No, I'm not done. Okay. No, this Trying culture. To play off. Bunch of bunch of freaking idiots, man. Are you kidding me? Laundry detergent. No wonder Trump's president. Laundry detergent. Like so, like back in like the you know the '80s, were like, oh, by we tw- did some dumb. No, shit. no, 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 no. By 2020, flying cars. We're gonna be on. The, yeah, you know, we're we're eating Tide on Pods on YouTube. We're eating Tide Pods on YouTube. And like you, you wonder why like ninety year olds go. I don't understand what's going on in the world. Damn millennials! Can you imagine when they grew up? I it know. was like the automobile was being invented. I know we were winning world wars, and now they look <laughs> at the news and they're going, "Oh, teenagers are eating laundry detergent. What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Play the music. It's Are you, button. Are you I, good? I, I, I mean, what else can you say about it? A bunch of bunch of idiots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has been this week tonight with Brad Polly. God. Stay tuned next week. <laughs> Parenting's you know, parenting's <laughs> hard enough. Parenting is hard enough. This is this week tonight with Brad Polly. Brad, over to you. <laughs> like, parenting is hard enough. We live in a meth-riddled community. I have to worry about my kids taking drugs. Now it's hard that I have to worry about them eating laundry detergent. On YouTube. Yeah. For followers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God. Yeah. This has been this week tonight with Brad Polly again. God, I'm just Stay pissed. tuned next I'm going week. home. I'm done. <laughs> Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the new speed. Boy, that beer is yeah. not to be Ooh. fucked with. No, it's... Uh, it's wow. uh, I would not want more than what no, you No, that's me. plenty. Yeah. It's really, I don't know if I can even finish that. That's not to say that it's bad. It's really good, but man, it is intense. Yeah. The the um the the, the weight of it on your tongue, <laughs> the mouthfeel. It's just All right. I just the the pressure <laughs> it's, you feel. It's, it is a, there is a certain thickness it's, to this beer a, that you uh, don't get with a lot of beers. It is uh yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, we got yeah. some stellar hashtags for our Rachel Held Evans, Evans episode. Um, Thanks to all the people who are joining us for the first time. Uh, okay, hey from uh, the hey Daily kids. Mail. 
uh, which is yeah, UK, that's a shit rag. UK's premier shit rag. Yeah, yep. God, this will this will be definitely true. Whatever you're about. Woman to is trolled online after having the word vegan tattooed across her face. Uh, well, but you she know, says she has no regrets. She, she has uh, no regrets. Regrets. <laughs> um, hold on, let me uh, scroll up there. She really did it. Wow. Yeah, she sure did. Wow. Right Way above her large. Eye. That is not subtle. Yeah. Uh, Kate Bullen from Preston, who also goes by the name Kate Allen. Enjoy your uh, I don't know why go she goes by to be to get that removed in about six months. Revealed her latest body art in a simple Twitter message telling her followers, got a suicide awareness and vegan tattoo today. Love them. Uh, it's right above her eyebrow, literally. <laughs> you know, yep. can I just once again thank our followers? We have a number of people in the pub that are vegans. Thank you for not being like this. Yes. You're just fine. If you want to be a vegan, I don't... Whatever. Well, she got a suicide cool. awareness tattoo, which is pretty good, actually. Like, I like it. Oh, I like On that. her wrist. But she didn't put that on her forehead. No. Come on. Uh, put Boy. vegan above her forehead. Um, she got a Tide Pod tramp stamp. Yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> Somebody already has next. a Tide Pod yeah, tattoo. Yeah, we talked about it last week. <laughs> uh, she, t- she took some stuff. She Said took forbidden some, fruit. She took some crap on Twitter. Um, well, yeah. I can't imagine why. The tattoo is going to look fantastic when she turns 70. <laughs> um, one was very simple. Why the would you uh, get the word vegan written on your face in big letters? Uh, she says, um, <coughs> I chose to get this tattoo as I'm incredibly because passionate. Because I wanted publicity, and that's what I got. I chose to get this tattoo as I'm incredibly passionate about veganism and, right. know, and know I'll be vegan for life. Right. <laughs> she looks like she's all of like She'll 20. be eating a burger in six months. I, yeah. I, <laughs> and getting laser removal. Uh, yeah. Like, this is just, it's just publicity, and people give it to her. She's in the Daily Mail in the UK. Yep. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't get face tattoos for one. I don't Whatever. get face tattoos. Let her live her life. No, if she wants a vegan tattoo. Yeah, I mean I guess that's fine. But like it. But don't be surprised when you get crap for it. Well, don't be surprised when you can't get a job. Like, yeah. who's gonna hire somebody with a face tattoo? Like, like I mean, Walmart. I will say. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. I was a. You almost got a. No, face no, 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 no. <laughs> I was a uh, property. I was a property manager for almost three years. Actually, th- yeah, was was it over three? It, was, it felt like fifty. Yeah. Um, here in town, if somebody came in with face tattoos, I'm telling you right now, I was looking for a reason to not give them an apartment. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling I know. you, like, I know, it, it just it. There is something and, about and again, it, that, like, fair or not. It there is a. If you had, if I mean, I had a guy come in with a juggalo tattoo on his neck, and I was like, <laughs> nope. Didn't even have to look at the credit report, I think, which I think fun fact was shit. I think it's less. So, about, I think it's less I, about the location of that too, the more the fact that he has a joke. I didn't know Matt too. was looking for an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes into my my office, just spraying orange fago everywhere. <laughs> my juggler tattoo's not on my neck, my. I uh, man, yeah, it's just. Where's it at? I mean, I'm telling you, like. You, it's, you know, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard Lord to get knows. a job at freaking Taco Bell with a face tattoo. I'm serious. Yeah, like, it really is. I mean, there are companies you've like, really got to think about it. Yeah. I have a tattoo. I'm wanting to get more I've got at some three point. looking for my fourth. So like not a, I, no point. Chris yeah. Baker, one of my friends who we've had on this podcast, tattoo, get a face tattoo. dude is tattooed care. all over the place. Is smart enough. He does not have a neck or head no. tattoo. He just knows like yeah. you just don't do it. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Oh, no yeah. judgment on anybody getting a... Yeah, but just don't. That's fine, but yeah. think about the consequences. Like, yeah. there's, there's consequences there is. to that. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. So yeah. You guys are old. Go ahead. Next. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is we're old. Yeah. Eventually, everyone will have face oh, okay, tattoos. Oh, cool. Michael's going to be the zebra face tattoo. I'll have a, a zebra tattoo. That's I'm thinking so about on it. brand for him. God. God. I need to find a hill to die on this week. A face tattoos. That'll be it. 
I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Go for it. All right. All right. I got. I got a good. I got a good story to follow. Up. Yolo swag. <laughs> no, no, it isn't Yolo swag, Michael. God. Not every. You can't just dismiss stuff with Yolo swag. I just. You've did. tried that multiple times. Yolo on the swag. No. No. Nope. It isn't Yolo swag. Nope. You you're telling me. You're telling me when you worked at Starbucks when you were a. Uh, a manager, you would have hired somebody with a vegan face tattoo. No, have. you wouldn't have. I don't know if I would have or not. No, I never no, had. you totally wouldn't never have. came in. They never don't came lie. in to... God, uh, you know God. what? Don't don't get all sanctimonious on me. I don't know. Oh my, Maybe. Not, we're not... I'm done. No, I'm not I'm doing not this doing with you this week. This. Nope, nope, not doing it. You never know. Uh, okay, from Good News Network. No, you know what? I do know. <laughs> no, you don't. I do know. You don't know. There's no way... You have no, no idea. No way you would have hired somebody with a vegan face tattoo. I'm trying to think tattoo. if there's anybody that came in with a face tattoo. Yeah, you can't remember them because you didn't hire them. Well, Starbucks had a policy against oh, it. For, so. so you would not have hired God, them. God, do you have any policy. ibuprofen? I can't handle him right now. <laughs> go ahead. Next. This is going to be the week I overdose on aspirin. It it's just It's going to happen. My kidneys are just going to shut down. Eat a handful of Vicodin just yep. to get through the rest of this. Yep. <laughs> And, and I, I say that every week, literally. Like, it literally happens every week. Before he gets there, I'm like, I'm going to have to eat a handful of Vicodin before he comes. Like, uh, he'll be coming around the mountain when he comes. All right, from goodnewsnetwork.org. It's very talented. Um, this one almost, I read this today and it almost made me cry. Um, <laughs> he'll be riding six white horses when he comes. Very talented. He's got, he's colored people and he lives in a tank. <laughs> just let me know when you guys are done. Just... One, 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 one. I can't believe people pay for this shit. I can't believe people. Well, pay they for they it. don't pay for this shit. They, this shit. I can't free. believe people are like, "This is great. I want to give money to this." I, I just, I, it's just ba- it's baffling to me. Like it just. <laughs> Thinking this it, is gonna uh, wear thin. You know, <laughs> it never does. And uh, the gun shop will mess his dog up. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear it. Um, All right. Anyway, anyway, if you could call you could me, call <laughs> you know I hate to uh, have to have the police out here. When we here, ended but, the podcast last you know, week with that dude, does, I was rolling in the car in the backyard. Man. Uh, give me a call. Thanks. All right. Oh, my God. From uh, from goodnewsnetwork.org. <laughs> They're on your side. <laughs> .edu.uk. <laughs> they actually kind of are on your side. They are on your side. Uh, when man offers possessions in exchange for ending his life, hundreds rally around him. Oh, nice. The members of a community Facebook buy and sell page were shocked when one of the visitors made a post in which he offered to trade all of his possessions in exchange for someone to end his life. Wow. The unnamed man from Gold Coast originally took to the... Uh, Gold Coast buy, sell, and swap with easy rules. Yesterday at 5 p.m., he said, I will pay someone with every th- pay someone with everything I own for one favor, anyone interested, he wrote. He then lists all of his valuables, including $300, TV, X, a TV, Xbox One, 360, PlayStation 2, about 100 games, 60 DVDs, and Jeez. two laptops. 
All that if one person grants my request, he added. When is, asked he is he going to help you load it up? That's where you go. God, you're a terrible human being. Go ahead. You know, I was just going to talk about how, like, this just proves that the world is a better place th- than we think. And Michael says that. God, you're terrible. God, he is just... He is he's an asshole. He is just the worst I'm person. I'm literally speechless. Ever. I, I'm actually speechless. I don't even know what to say to the him. The worst person alive. The worst. Oh, wow. Shit. I don't even know what to say. <coughs> I don't get offended. I am offended. Go ahead. Proceed. Wow. Yeah, go ahead and proceed. <laughs> so, Michael, when asked what the favor was, he simply said, kill me. Is that funny now? Do you want to find that more funny? Do you want to make a joke about that? I knew where you were going with it. Oh and yet you still now. went through with it. <laughs> I knew. Jesus God. Oh, my God. I knew where you were going with it. I'm just a terrible person. I'll finish that sentence for you. Wow, you're the worst. Oh, I'm going to see if I can drink myself to death. <laughs> okay. Can I have your Xbox? I hate him so much. I really do. Why do we do this podcast? Such a wonderful interview. It is. This interview, interview, you guys are going to hear this, and you're going to be like, what the fuck led just, up to just this? Just skip like, to the oh, interview. Man. Michael is terrible. All right, go ahead. Other page members immediately com- commented on the post, offering reassurance. Uh, what good are your belongings when you're in jail charged with murder? I'd rather get you some help. Uh, there's plenty out there to live for. Someone else said, message me anytime you want to vent. Uh, please call a family member, friend, or lifeline. If there's if this is a cry out for help, there are people who will help you. You aren't alone. Um one person drove 31 miles south in to meet him in person. Wow! To his found out where he lived. Um, published the, others published phone numbers of suicide hotlines, uh, and through all this, like this, uh, another person called the police and emergency response services for help for him. Nice. And through all this, people just kept commenting. Uh, one person wrote, "Please call someone or allow someone to read you." Uh, uh, I lost someone to suicide. It doesn't stop your pain. Those around you will live the pain you talk of. Anyway, finally, according to uh, an Australian news website, oh, Gold Coast, that's Australia. Yeah. I didn't make that connection, apparently. Uh, The mother of the suicidal man commented on the page saying that her son had voluntarily gone with emergency response services to the local hospital. He's been diagnosed with a condition he is now receiving treatment for. Nice. Moreover, she says that he was really... he lives in a country with decent health care, so thank God for that. Moreover, she says she he was really taken aback by everyone's kind words and encouragement. She was grateful to everyone for looking after her son during his time of need. Okay, you know, so it, this it's is somewhat what, like everybody says that the world's going to shit. This is the it's not. No, it's yeah. not because people are genuinely good. It's not. Yes, there there is someone who struggles with depression who who understands that impulse of it'd be better off. Everybody'd be better off without me. Like everything's yeah. too hard. It's just I can't fight anymore. It's it's too exhausting. I I fucking understand that. Yeah, impulse. for every neo Nazi cockhead out there, yeah. there's like a hundred people. Yes, like these there's people a thousand, a million people like that this. would yes. step into the breach for this guy and go, no, yep. no, no. Someone is, drove thirty one miles yeah. to go find this guy yeah. and say, look, don't. You, yeah, you, there's yeah. there's it's not worth this. Yeah, like so anyway. So they're 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 just <laughs> good people, and it's just if you're that person out there right now, just it's not it, there's good stuff to live for yep and if you need help contact that's us great. whatever man that's like, fantastic we that's get news. We, i i personally i fucking get it yep. like, i understand that impulse um i've never tried in my life i've never legitimately thought about it i understand the impulse though i get yeah. it so just contact me contact us whatever yeah 
Um, it's it's yeah for real. Send us a message. Yeah. Whatever. The world is not horrible. No, it, it, it is a good place, mm. and there are things worth living for. You're so. not alone. No, no you're not alone. You're not. There's there's people out there that get it. There's people out there that if even if they don't get it, will sit with you. Yeah. Talk with you. Yeah. Like understand that it's you're it. There's there's hope. Yep. I have so. an appointment this week with my counselor for the first time. Yeah. There, go get help. Yep. There are people out there who can help you. Yep. It's totally worth it. Yep. And there's people out there yep. that love you. I get you. Even get, people we that may you. not know you. We feel you. So. All right. All right. In the unrelated note. Uh, uh, do I not get to go? I thought you went first. No. Oh. Nope. Sure haven't. You're, oh. you're really really on the ball tonight. Go ahead. Uh, Toronto cops allegedly ate weed edibles and got so high they had to call for backup. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Toronto police have taken a notoriously tough stance on weed dispensaries, but according to multiple media reports, two officers got high on the job Sunday and had to call for help after seizing and eating edibles in a raid. Seizing and eating. They raided a dispensary and ate the edibles and got so high. They had to make sure it was real. These cops are my damn hero, They had to call for backup. That's great. That, that is magnificent. Reporting that two officers from 13 Division raided a dispensary Saturday night and then early Sunday morning ate some of the raided edibles while still on the job. When they didn't get high fast enough, the cops allegedly made the rookie mistake of consuming more edibles. Oh, yeah. The weed eventually did uh. kick in, at which point <laughs> the officers were allegedly so high they had to call their colleagues for help. Yikes. <laughs> CBC has identified the officers as Constable Vittorio Dominelli and his partner. Vittorio Dominelli. <laughs> it's Mario's brother. Uh, Toronto Police Service has not yet responded to Vice's request for comment. Mike McCormick, president of the Toronto Police Association, which represents officers, confirmed that two cops from 13 Division are being investigated by the Professional Standards Unit Neat. that said he could not confirm the specifics of the investigation. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's because they're busy eating themselves into into oblivion on bags of Doritos. They're on their ninth bag of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> McCormick cannot say whether or not the officers will be subject to a criminal investigation, but the idea that cops can't handle the drugs doesn't seem surprising. <laughs> What's the episode of Family Guy where Brian's like a coke dog? Yeah. And he gets high. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good good stuff there. Yeah. Nice. Yep. All right. Any more? Nope. I'm good. All right, uh, 50 Cent accidentally made $8 million in Bitcoin. Uh, his response? Same. I'm going to keep it real. I forgot I did that shit. LOL. And oh, I'm richer than I already was. Yeah. Great. In, in 2014, uh, rapper 50 Cent, uh, Fitty, uh, yeah, let people buy his album Animal, Animal, Animal <laughs> Ambition using Bitcoin. Uh, he then let his account lie unused for years, only just recently discovered that he is now a Bitcoin millionaire. Um, it doesn't take much these days to be a yeah. Bitcoin millionaire. <laughs> yeah, it tanked Holy pretty quick. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah, no, it did. It did it tank? Yeah, it tanked pretty quick. At the wow. time, a single Bitcoin was only worth uh, $662. Um, the rapper's fans could pick up the album for a fraction of that. Um, in total, he... Uh, Pulled in over forty thousand dollars in Bitcoin at the time when they were, you know, worth six sixty two. Since then, the value of Bitcoin has soared. The price of the cryptocurrency rose to as high as seventeen thousand earlier this month, only to drop to about ten thousand in recent so weeks. It, I know it tanked. 
So at the time, I keep of, up on Bitcoin, Bitcoin stuff. So it, it went from seventeen thousand to ten thousand dollars. <laughs> at, at the time of the writing, the Bitcoin is now worth a little more than eleven thousand um, dollars. After sitting untouched in his account for years, fifty cents earnings are now worth seven million to eight point five million, <sighs> based on the current valuation. I like I look at the lottery signs as we drive by them at four sixty five, and I go. I could do that. <laughs> and this guy just randomly accidentally yeah. got $7 million. Like, it, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, he went to uh, Instagram and Twitter and said, not bad from a kid from the South Side. I'm so proud of me. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. God. I, can we move on? Uh, I, uh, oh, man. I'm so, happy for your success, 50 Cent. Congratulations. Uh, Satanists uh, adopted a highway. Um, <laughs> so in Arizona, the Satanic Temple, the Satanic Temple of Arizona adopted a stretch of I-10 near Casa Grande, and set on volu- big house. Come and go with me to my father's Thank house. You. Thank um, you. No, really? Hold on. I'll do it to myself. Yeah. Ties into the interview you're gonna hear later. Yeah. Colored people and right. we No, that's audio journalism. Oh. That's that's DC talk. We're talking Anyways, about is it not the same band. No. So uh, ba- basically. So they adopted a stretch. <laughs> I saw them in New Knoxville at Thompson Bowling, I think, together. <laughs> DC talk and audio journaling. Uh, so anyway, they they adopted a stretch of I of I ten. Uh, they sent volunteers armed with pitchforks to pick up trash. <laughs> uh, so um I guess they said they just want to clean up the highway. Uh, please, you know, give them a highway so they could clean up. So <laughs> the, the the state Arizona said fine. Um, so they paid their fee and fill out the form. Um, so I now I guess now it's probably time to play the ACDC tone. Uh, <laughs> do we have it? Highway to hell. No. Get it? I don't think I have it on my I phone. Get it? Sorry. It's highway. To if hell. you'd have prepared us ahead of time, we could have had that ready. Come on, you don't uh, have that ready at all times. No, I don't. But it's like the, one of the best freaking intros in rock oh, music man. history. Yeah, so good. It's yep. So yeah. I'm on a highway. There it is. Oh man. <laughs> Hell's bells too. Kick that 4-4 beat, baby. (laughs) Let that shit play, man. ACDC can write a freaking intro to a song, man. I will say, I can handle about three ACDC yeah, songs in one yeah. sitting before I'm done. But God, they can write a catchy guitar you beat. You gotta get to the chorus. Oh, <laughs> this is one of the best rock intros oh, in history. Man. I'm just telling you right yeah, now. It really is. Don't even at me on that. We're just, we're just going to... So, so, we wanted, just before I play the rest of that, we... So, at Johnson... They had uh, on tape bells that played at the, from the chapel yeah. every so often, every evening. Yeah. We always wanted to figure out where they kept that, and we wanted to put Hell's oh, Bells on, in man. the tape deck so that when it played at like 10 p.m. or whatever, it played that gung. We totally would have gotten kicked out of school. Looking back, I think it might have been worth it. Yeah, I would have been making more money these days, probably, had I had I done that. Oh, 
Oh, it's so good. This is one band I would have liked to have seen at concert. Well, they're like, still around. I know, but like... Yeah, I know. Really in their heyday, like... like I have a friend that's seen them a couple times, and he was like... No, Chuck. It's worse Chuck said it was the best concert he's ever yeah. seen. All right. All right. Um, and then, <laughs> last but not least, uh, you know those, those fitness apps that, you know, map your run and stuff Fit like bit? that? Yeah, I've got map your run. Uh, I, never, I never use I it, but I've say, got it. You do. I've got it. Oh, you do. No, I do. I've never used it, but I've got it. Uh, so there's one called <laughs> you never know Strava. You need it. Strava. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, so it, it lights up based on um, on where you go. So there's like a, they have heat maps. So like they have paths that people walk on. Yeah. yeah regularly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So people have this app. They put it on their phone and it tracks all their walking. What's it called? I'll use it. Uh, Strava. Well, wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Okay. So, uh, fitness app Strava lights up uh, the staff at military base, secret military base. Oh. So it literally creates a heat map <laughs> of the of the entire military base. <laughs> whoops. Yep. So boy, whoops. Yep. That's uh, not ideal. Security concerns were wow. raised after the fitness tracking firm showed the exercise routes of military personnel on bases around the world. Great job, Strava. Way, way to do it. Boy, boy. If you're looking for the fence rows, there you go. Man, yep. that, uh, that's not great. Boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It has 27 million users around the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can see it just looks like a normal like pl- plane of ground, like from an aerial shot, but it's a military base. Wow. Do you ever find it weird we drive to one of our areas for work by a military base that sits right next to a massive state prison does that seem weird to anyone else <laughs> yeah like literally right next to each other yeah. like butted literally. up property butts up against each yeah. other that is weird it's super weird i don't think i'd ever thought about how weird that was and i was driving by there yesterday and i was like wait what <laughs> an air force base literally right next to a massive state prison yeah that is weird yeah yep. super weird um but uh, bad news. Um, <laughs> this is coming from, uh, I assume, a, Str- a Strava employee. Um, I regret to inform you that there is no Strava activity at the uh, at North Korea's nuclear test site. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we don't have those Kim, news. You, what you're telling me that the fat ass Kim Jong Un isn't is uh, not using not Strava. using Strava. There's yep. a shocker. God, well he freaking huffs it to the kitchen. God, get a new haircut, you dipshit. <laughs> it, you know, it's really fitting that the two worst um, world leaders on the planet in North Korea and the United States have the shittiest haircuts known to man. <laughs> and they're both freaking huge. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. God, just fire all of them into the sun. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Rachel, (laughs) Rachel Hild Evans (laughs) is a wonderful person. Is a wonderful human being. (laughs) Yes, Uh, she's an author, a speaker, an advocate. Um, Just go buy all her books. Follow her on Twitter at Rachel Hild Evans. Go to rachelhildevans dot com. Just get all the things. Read Read her blog. Read all the blog posts. (laughs) Just stop what you're doing and go do that, and then come back. All right, 
Rachel Held Evans. Yes, and she's um, wonderful. She's absolutely fantastic. Yes. It was a delight. Literally, it was a, a wonderful conversation. Interview. Yes. I think you're gonna like this. We had a blast. So. Yeah, we yep. did. Yep. So, without further ado, let's go further up, further in. Rachel, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks We've got to find a better way to do this. It's so thing. it's so unnatural every yes. single interview we do. I love it, but it's good. <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, I'm really excited to be here, and I'm in my parents' basement. Uh, so if the internet goes out, it's their fault. Yes, blame. <laughs> Were you going to give parents. us their address so that all of our listeners can write to them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, I recently, uh, I listened to searching for Sunday, the audiobook. Um, I had the book earlier, but I was like, I wanted a refresher and just kind of, you did a really good job on that audiobook, by the way. Thank you. It went better this time than it did the last time I recorded audio for a book. I, it's just hard. If you've ever done it before, you, if you mess up a single sentence or stumble on a word, you have to go back and read it again. Uh, uh, and I, you know, I was recording for a Christian publisher the first time around and I just got so frustrated at this one sentence that I don't know why I wrote it that way. <laughs> and I just, just dropped an F bomb <laughs> and everybody's kind of looking at me like, and like Oh, sorry. Chris. I meant frick. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I felt like it went better this time around. How how weird is that to do that? Like to read your own book? I would feel it's, like that would be super weird. I think it's important for writers to do because you want to know how your words sound. Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of someone's mouth and how do they? Ha- you know, how does how do these sentences sound together? So it's actually the best way to catch errors and things I want to oh. change. So it's yeah, I'm doing it actually next week. I'm recording the audio for the next book. And I'll be bringing a pencil so I can, you know, note how I want to say things differently. So it's a good experience. It's a little bit weird, but, um, you know, it's kind of, I think it's an important thing for writers to do regardless of whether they're doing an audio recording. You just should read your work out loud. Huh, that's actually, that's good advice. That's awesome. And just never listen back to it. Oh my gosh. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so recently Christianity today, uh, reported that podcasts are in large part, uh, uh, a large part of the reason why church attendance is dropping. Uh, <laughs> it's all our fault. Yeah. Go ahead and laugh. We had a good laugh at that one too. Yeah. I like though. Hey, it is a break from them blaming everything on women bloggers. Yes. So I'll take it. Um, that's, that's happened to you. No, no, really. It's your fault. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember the whole, like yeah. who's in charge of the Christian blogosphere. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into some more of that later. <laughs> um, but it's nice to see them blaming somebody else. Yes. Yeah, it's our fault. Uh, uh, like, we're, we're just the latest in a long line of scapegoats of why people are leaving. So <laughs> in, uh, in searching for Sunday, you uh, very eloquently talk about why younger people are leaving the church. Um, in your experience, why are people leaving? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I think that it's it's complicated and people leave for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, when we try to paint with too broad a brush, it can kind of diminish people's stories and also the anguish that a lot of people experience when they're yeah. walking away from the tradition in which they were raised. That's a that's a that's a 
a grieving process that you mm-hmm. go through there. And so it's, it's as complicated as any other loss, I think for people. Um, it's a lot like kind of breaking up with a guy or, you know, ending a relationship. And for some people it's, it's even closer to a death. And so, you know, people leave for all sorts of reasons and, you know, you can look at the Pew forum data, you can look at Barna and that sort of thing. And there are some trends, you know, we kind of see overall in the U S a decline in interest in faith among people who are kind of middle of the road, you know, the moderate people yeah. are just kind of losing interest. Whereas the, the really um, intense folks on, on sort of both sides of the, you know, atheist versus faith people, um, those are getting intense, more and more intense. And so, you know, you see these trends overall and, uh, you know, people will report that it, you know, it's, the church got too wrapped up in politics or, you know, they feel like it just doesn't, it, the church is not providing anything for them that seems relevant to their life. Or, you know, and recently I hear a lot of people talking about just feeling like the church is not advocating for racial equality and gender equality. And they see what's happening in the country right now. And they're yeah. confused by why so many churches are <laughs> either just accepting this or, um, you know, straight up supporting it. So, you know, the reasons are, everybody's different. Everybody has different reasons for leaving. Um, But I do think it's important to respect people in that process and uh, take them at their word. (laughs) A lot of times you see people kind of questioning people's motives and it must be because you're away from God. But a lot of people remain very interested in things that are spiritual, Mm -hmm. but are not, not connecting with God through, a local church. Um, so I'm sympathetic to that. I've been through a similar experience where I, I left the church I was raised in, uh, you know, over their exclusion of LGBT people and uh, some of the political activism just couldn't keep going. And and that was really, really hard. It wasn't a decision I made lightly. It wasn't a decision that came easily at all. Um, but that was why we left. But then we eventually found our way back to a, a different kind of church that we go to like once a month if we're lucky because we have a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets a little more difficult, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, what in the world? Well, all right, we're we're rural. Uh, we live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so it's an hour drive to... Oh, the, oh wow. <laughs> so and you, and you have to pack, well have to pack half the house when you take a kid yeah. that young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it might as well be Mars for us right now. So. <laughs> It's and it's these twisty roads. I'm pregnant. It's these twisty roads that go. You know, if you get behind a tractor, you're screwed. You yep. walk in with, yep. the, you know, it's it's tough. But it's part of living. I mean, this is just how it is. That was the closest, really, the closest Episcopal church to us. So that's where we went. We, we live in we live in Indiana. There are, there are plenty plenty of tractors around here. We've followed. We, so. we basically live in North Tennessee. There's really not a whole lot of difference really between where we live. Yeah. Although so. you're flat, if it's flatter, it's a little bit better. The roads aren't as twisty. It's not super flat where we're at. If you get oh, north right. of Indianapolis, it's super super flat. Yeah. But we're in the uh, hillier portion of the uh, state. So, yeah, we uh, two of us went to college in Knoxville. So. Uh, we're, oh, we're well that's just a- down the road. Yeah, yeah. we're well well acquainted with the uh, terrain down there. Are so. y'all UT fans, or what's the story? Uh, no, we went to Johnson. Used to be Johnson Bible College. Now oh, it's right, Johnson yeah. University. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I I stayed I stayed as far away from the UT fandom as I could. So <laughs> that was wise, obviously <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. I went to school, I'm the same age as Peyton Manning, so I went to school at the same time he was in Knoxville. 
So it was kind of a big deal. Then came, you know, being from Indiana, he ended up playing for the Colts most of his career. Yeah. So it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. But so. I know you're a you're you're a roll tighter. So I'm afraid I am, but that's going to alienate a whole lot of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we've had some, we had another guy on not long ago that's from Alabama, so he's with you. <laughs> <laughs> so in searching for Sunday, it's it's largely centered around the sacraments, um, which even though the three of us haven't been in church regularly for probably a good two years at this point. Mm-hmm we're still utterly fascinated and, and sort of drawn to the sacraments. And and you say that they're what brought you back to the church. And actually you just said you, you go to an Episcopal church, which they're pretty heavy on the sacraments. Yeah, uh, they do. Right. Yeah, they do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Could you, can you just talk a little bit about the sacraments and what they mean to you? Cause they're, they're pretty important to us and to a lot of people, I think that listen. Yeah. I mean, I think as somebody who has a lot of doubts about her faith and as somebody who kind of grew up in a culture that made it all about intellectual assent to a set of propositions, mm-hmm. you know, you're a Christian because of what you believe. Yep. Um, that can be challenging for somebody who isn't sure she believes it, <laughs> yep. you know, like every Tuesday, I'm yeah. just not really sure this resurrection thing even happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's for somebody who, for whom that is kind of a sticking point, um, and who, you know, grew up learning that if I could just really believe, if I could just connect, you know, commit intellectually to these propositions, then, you know, I would have this solid faith, you know, going through the sort of the deconstruction process and all of that and realizing that 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 might never happen. I might not ever have that certainty again. You know, the sacraments are kind of a way to get God out of my head and into my hands, Mm. you know, things you can taste and touch and feel and smell. And, um, and there's a, there's a ritual element to it. You start to do things out of habit. And actually I think habit can be a really good thing (laughs) for uh, somebody whose faith is all over the map and who has a lot of doubts and questions and, and never is quite certain she fits in uh, with the church. This, you know, we, no matter what has happened in the week, no matter who I'm kneeling next to, whether it's a Trump supporter or the most liberal person in the church, uh, we share communion together. We, you know, take that bread and we drink that wine and we kneel together at the altar just to receive, you know, just because we're hungry, not because we're worthy, not because we've done anything to uh, deserve our spot there, not because we agree, not because we're seeing eye to eye, not because we even believe all the way, all the time, um, but we're hungry for something. And, you know, that bread and that wine is always there for us to receive. It's just, um, yeah, there's the, it's the tangible, tactile nature of the sacraments. They appeal to me as, I think, as a writer, um, and as a doubter and, and just the, the ritual nature of it has been helpful for me. And I think a lot of people, you kind of start, whatever you grew up with, uh, in terms of your faith tradition, I think you have this like yearning for a tradition that might complement that that's different, you yeah. know, that, that might yep. fill in some of those gaps, you know? So having been raised evangelical and there's a lot to love about evangelical worship and the passion and raising your hands and music and all of that. I, I think I was looking for something a little bit, you know, to complement that, that was different, that fill, mm. fill in some of the gaps that were missing. So I like that the service is centered around communion and the Eucharist, not around the sermon. No offense to, pastors. Uh, Don't worry about it. No, you're fine. (laughs) Believe me. Let's call us ex-pastors. Let's just do that. (laughs) I know. I figured I I could say that. Yeah, Um, you're fine. You know, so I think it kind of complements what I was raised with and and in a good, in all the right ways. 
the, let's talk a little about about doubt because we have so many people that that listen to us and that in our online Facebook group and we had somebody this week that just came out and said I'm not sure I, I think I'm an atheist now like I yeah. think that I I just can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and can you talk a little bit about like where that started for you and how that started for you and kind of where that's led you to this point. Yeah. I mean, I was like poster child for the apologetics movement oh, <laughs> in, same. in college. Oh, same. man. Josh you McDowell, I, baby. Josh McDowell yes. all day long. Oh, Josh McDowell, like all the I've, true love Wade stuff. Lee Strobel. All the, God. Yes, Lee Strobel. God, I read like, The Case for Christ, and it just, that, at the time, I was like, this is the best <laughs> book ever written. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I mastered it and was, you know, complimented by my professors. I went to a conservative Christian college and, you know, this girl has it figured out. And then it was just like, I started applying some of the same logic they yep. were teaching me to use against other faiths yep. to Christianity, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, wait a minute, uh-huh. if, if, because they were trying to make the case that this is all rational, but this is all yeah, logical. Right. Because a guy you know, walking out of his grave three days later <laughs> is rational, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so I just started applying that same, those same critiques to my own faith and it wasn't holding up, which freaked me out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that was not supposed to happen. So it was really like the last couple of years of college that I privately started having all these questions. Really for me, it started with, questions about religious pluralism. I just could not accept that the overwhelming majority of human beings to walk planet earth were predestined by God from the beginning, from conception to spend eternity in hell. It just, it offended me, my mind, it offended my heart, it offended my gut, you know, it just didn't feel right. So that's kind of the first bunch of questions that started rolling in and um, rolling around my mind. And then, so, it, yeah, that kind of, it all just fell apart. You know, you get that one little crack in the wall. Yep. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh, shit, this is a foundation issue, you know? Uh, yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what did it for me. And But I think, you know, over after you kind of get over the initial shock of it, like this isn't supposed to happen to me, I'm supposed to have this figured out, um, you kind of can go one of two ways. You can spend the rest of your life fighting those doubts and those questions, or you can kind of just make friends with them, make peace with them, whatever that means for you. Um, And for me, it's meant, you know, holding on to faith, uh, but also just welcoming those doubts. And people are really against that kind of language, but I don't, (laughs) I don't know how else to to manage, (laughs) you know, you might as well kind of say, all right, well, pull up a chair and, you know, (laughs) you're, you're you're, like, you can't just this, this notion that you can just will it away, you know, hard enough or you know just stop doubting it's like it's like the south park episode where it's like just don't be gay like you can't just <laughs> right just stop thinking these things and having these questions so well, it, it's it, it's kind of like uh i've likened it to uh you grow up eating uh like grocery store tomatoes <laughs> which are yeah. crap they're like spongy and gross and no flavor and then you have a garden tomato like fresh out of a garden and you go, oh my God, I've never had a tomato. And you can never eat the old tomato. You can't, you can't go back. And that's, man, when I read Searching for Sunday, I read, we read it a few months, I read it a few months ago. Um, and I, your journey mirrored ours so closely. Like yeah, it was so sure. crazy. I was reading, I was like, yep. Che- I was like checking boxes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> went through that, went through that. Uh, you know, it's interesting you mentioned uh, how with you it started with religious pr- pluralism 
because I've talked about it on the podcast before. The questioning for me started with I was a brand new youth pastor sitting in my mm. office and going, oh, wait, by my theology, Mother Teresa's in hell because she was <laughs> sprinkled and not immersed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you, well, yeah I, I can laugh at it now, but like at the time, it was like a mind blowing Revelation well, and even of going that we're like, oh, our, our, our most of our family's Methodist, right? Well, they're not going to the Christian church, so they're sh- I've questionable got, theology. I've got, right, to, right. I've got to evangelize them and get them baptized. Yeah, and then yeah. so I, you know, I, I had that thought, and then I read the book uh, "Scandal of the Evangelical Mind" by Mark Knoll, and that was kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah, uh, for Mark me. Knoll will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's interesting that you that you brought that up that's that was kind of the entry point kind of the crack that sort of I, I i've kind of likened it before to a house of cards where you take one card out and it's like oh well okay <laughs> uh there it goes because you spend your whole life as an evangelical sort of building up walls to protect that house yeah um and all it takes is to remove sort of one brick of that wall and it's gone and uh you know, yeah, because every brick is necessary. That's yes, the problem. Yeah, is, yes, is yep. the way it's taught is like if you question one thing, it's all gonna fall apart. And yeah. so it's inevitable that you're going to. Like yes. I don't I don't see how it's possible to go through life just accepting everything your parents and pastors have taught you. Well, you, should you meet, know, you should and meet but our the mom. problem is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just don't they don't the problem is the culture just did not prepare me for that at nope, all. Yep. Yeah. Like and that's you know, that's the that's a challenge for a lot of us who grew up in it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier ritual, the importance of ritual and kind of with the Episcopal church that you, you know, you're a part of now. Uh, I found what's interesting. I, if, if people have asked me for like, what do you believe about so-and-so? I'm like, I don't know. I could tell you something today, but ask me tomorrow. And the answer might be <laughs> completely different. Um, you know, there's some days I'm not even sure if I believe in God or what even that looks like or whatever. Uh, we all drive a lot for our jobs. And so recently I got an Orthodox prayer rope a few months back uh, and started kind of committing the ritual of, of praying that twice a day. Mm. Um, and it's, I, I've talked about it on, on here before, but it's been super weird because I'll pray Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. I'm not sure what of those, of that sentence I even believe anymore. Right. But what's been weird about it is that I have it has centered me and brought me a sense of peace uh, for my day and just kind of overall. And I'm I I don't know I can't explain that I can't explain yeah. it to people that there's something about whether you believe it or not the ritual of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, it gets you kind of out of your own head and thinking about yes. bigger mm-hmm. things. And you know, every Sunday at my church, we say the, I guess it'd be the Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nicene. Yeah, because I say apostles in the book, but that's wrong. We had to correct it. Okay, Nicene <laughs> Creed. Oh, tired. Um, you know, every single Sunday we, you know, say this creed of the church, and and there are days when I don't, <laughs> I don't believe a word of it. Yeah. Are you yeah. like yeah. I don't believe it? Um, but it's like that's one thing I like about how we say it together because it's like the lady next to me does, and she's kind of like believing for me today you know yeah, she is saying those words with her whole heart and it's kind of like the faith of others kind of carries me and I think mm-hmm. that's that's one of the the reasons why the ancient prayers and traditional prayers of the church the ancient creeds um these these rituals that, that have been around for a, several thousand years like I think that's one reason why they 
have such an impact even on those of us who struggle to believe is because it's sort of like you're being carried by this great cloud of witness. You're being carried by other people and other people's beliefs. Um, and that I find a lot of comfort in that. It just connects me to uh, something bigger than myself, even if I'm not entirely sure what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel a, a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. So given today's climate, can you, uh, the political climate, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, it, it, what it, do you mean it, the weather right now, <laughs> the weather. Yeah. It's cold as it's cold crap cold. up here in yeah, Indiana. Um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so cynical about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have to be careful where we go here. <laughs> uh, so can you talk a little bit about the importance of being an advocate for the marginalized? I mean, that's something that we took us a long time to get there. But once we did, we kind of went. I mean, Michael's actually sort of heading up the, the GSA that's starting up here in Martinsville. Um, mm, and, that's great. Yeah. And Brad's going to be involved. And I've decided I'm going to because I need to get out of my own head. Um and do something for other people besides myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, can you can you talk a little about just about being an advocate for the marginalized and what that sort of means for you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I was saying before, I think that, um, you know, as bad as things are right now and as troubled as our culture is right now, I do think it's kind of lit a fire in a lot of us to get our butts in gear and actually start doing something <laughs> instead of talking about doing something yeah. and tweeting about doing something. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I mean, and I think one of the main things I've learned over the last couple of years is like, you know, it's not just about advocating. It's also about partnering with people from, uh, you know, communities that are underrepresented in maybe Christian publishing or in, uh, the speaking circuit or, you know, that's where I have a lot of influence. And so, uh, partnering with people who um, have not always been given the platforms that I've been given, uh, mm. I think it's an important an important thing to do. Um, you know, it's all about trying to steward your own privilege in a way that's smart and thoughtful, but that and that kind of doesn't center yourself, but <laughs> uh, decenters yourself, and and uh, but welcomes the perspectives of other people. Um, Cause I think sometimes we can get a little bit of a salvation complex about it. You know, uh, uh, yeah. I'm, here I am with the white yeah. girl to save the day. God, <laughs> I went like, to, yeah. oh, that's sweet. You know, <laughs> I went to Haiti in um, 2007 and that was like, yeah. I went down expecting to be like the savior white dude. And they actually saved me. Yeah. Like is what yep. I found. You know what I mean? I went down and I didn't help with shit. You know what I mean? Like we did a few <laughs> things. We did great things, but like I got way more out of that trip. Like they did more to me. As yeah. a person and about showing my about me understanding my privilege yeah then then I could have ever given to them so yeah I, t- I totally get that yeah and a lot of it too is just like connecting with groups of people that have been doing this kind of advocacy and this kind of um you know activism for decades for years and already plugged in you know not trying to do something brand new on your own uh, but actually connecting with existing groups that are doing good work um, and following their lead. You know, that's something that I found is, is is a smart way to handle it. So you're not bringing your own sort of naivete and yeah, uh, yeah. your own salvation complex to to them, but instead saying, how can I support you? You know, where do you need resources? Where do you need time? Where do you need money? Um and, you know, trying to figure out like what's realistic for you too. Cause I think at, like after the inauguration this year, I was like, I'm going to sign up for every, you know, nonprofit organization in the 
county and I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to go to every march. And then it's like, Rachel, you have, you know, a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yep. real. Like, and I know a lot of, I know a lot of parents feel this way too of young kids. Like, gosh, how much can I do? But, um, you know, seeing where, you know, in your community, you're already kind of plugged in and you already know people already have connections yep. and where you already have a platform. And, you know, for me, that's, you know, Christian publishing and, uh, and, um, social media and that sort of thing. So, yeah, but uh, so much of it is just seeing, paying attention to who is already doing, who's already leading from those communities and following their lead. So, you know, I've really connected a lot with like, um, the gay Christian network, which is now, yeah. uh, the Q network, right. I think is what we're calling yeah. it. And, um, or the Q collective, Q something, Q <laughs> collective, that's from Star Trek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, you know, the Reformation Project with Matthew Vines, you know, those are two organizations that are doing some really good work on gender and sexuality. So yeah. try to just help and amplify, not try to start something brand new. Right. So you mentioned the word privilege a couple minutes ago. Like, why do you think, like, I totally get that word. There probably would have been a time in my life where I would have balked at that at that mm. phrase and now I totally get it. Um, what is it do you think about that word that pisses so many, well, white people off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's because, I mean, I think people are just kind of allergic to it because they, I mean, everybody sort of likes to think of themselves as, as self-made. And so I think some people feel like it's insulting to suggest that they were given a head start at birth because of right. their, you know, to whom they were born and where they were born and, uh, you know, their ethnicity and their gender and their gender identity, all those things. Um, but it's like, if you take just the, the smallest amount of time to immerse yourself in the stories of other people, it's, it's very apparent that, um, you know, that, that we're born with different privileges and different, um, and we're underprivileged in other ways. So, you know, for example, I will, Oh, I will, I've never been pulled over by a cop ever, you know, <laughs> and if I were black, I know that wouldn't be the case. I just know yes. it. Uh, you know, so that's an inherent privilege that I, it's just, it's not something that I can get away from. That's just the reality. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm also, I'm a woman. And so I've been in rooms where men have talked over me <laughs> and, or where men have, um, repeated the idea that I just had and just said and kind of acted like it was brand new to the, you know, just the, the classic <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, just the thing that, and, you know, and then the, the, the more serious stuff of just, you know, harassment or, um, you know, people on the street making comments, that kind of thing. Like, and so that's a place in which, you know, you all would have perhaps more privilege than I do. So yeah. it's, it is relative. Like yep. it's not absolute. I think the problem is that sometimes people understand the term, in an absolute way, like, well, you're saying I'm privileged. Well, I'm saying you're privileged in certain ways. I'm privileged in certain ways. Yep. Uh, and, and so the problem is that people tend to absolutize it and they, and then they balk at that because they're, they might have been, you know, born to an economically disadvantaged family and had to struggle to pay for school, you know, right. and that's a real, uh, disadvantage to acknowledge and to, but if, you know, if you're white, it's just reality, that you have privilege over uh, our black brothers and sisters is yep. just, you know, undeniable. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's why people have trouble with it is they, they tend to make it absolute without understanding that it is relative. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. 
you um so you do have some some haters um <laughs> how do you how do you just a few how do you handle that like I, i've seen a lot of of shit get blown your way uh i'm sure you have too um <laughs> there's only a hundred like thirty thousand followers on yes. twitter i mean how do you how do you handle that um the weight of that you block people i mean okay. it's just, <laughs> well really i mean i think i had a much harder time with it at the beginning over time, frankly, you just get used to it. You just get used to the constant negativity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like the nature of things today. Um, but the, I mean, I guess my, my, my mantra with when it comes to criticism is I, I want to have thick skin, but I also want to keep a tender heart, you know, so I don't, that means you can't selectively numb yourself. Yeah. So if you decide I'm going to numb myself to all the negativity and all the disagreement and, and hate that comes my way, if I never, if I, I become so immune to it that it never gets to me, like I'm also numbing a lot of the part of myself that feels compassion and mm-hmm. can be moved by the suffering of other people, you know, so I don't want to get to that point where I'm so tough. And so, you know, I can take anything that I, I lose my tenderness and yeah. uh, heart for other people. So that's kind of the, that means that sometimes you just kind of have to let it hurt. Oh, you man. just have to let it bother you, but it will always be more painful to me when it's like the local church gossiping or yeah. Frank yeah. treating me differently than like Milwaukee dad, 49, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> you can just kind of block that. You can just yeah. kind of take it. Let me ask something. I should about... say, oh, real quick, yeah. while we were talking about privilege before, and I wanted to make a book recommendation. I know yeah, I'm kind of yes. back. No, that's fine. I'm a little it. bit tired. No, so you're fine. No, I'll do think it. Think of things like 15 minutes later. <laughs> but um, Austin uh, Channing Brown has a new book that's coming out in, I think it'll be out in May. It's really good. You should get her on. We are. Uh, already have it scheduled. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> no, no, talk about the no, book. Talk <laughs> about it. I, well, I just got the review copy. I don't know if y'all have gotten yours yet. And it's like, God, oh, so good. So she's definitely the person to talk to about um, privilege and, and whatnot. Because she, she does like, yeah, she's just, she'll be straight with you. But also, it's just she writes in a really compelling and speaks nice. in a really compelling way. So yeah, we're looking that's my forward. Plan. We're looking forward to that one. Everybody listen much. to that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and all the others. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. And all the others. Yeah. So, I you know, kind of going back to all the the crap that you get. I, it seems like for some one reason or another, I don't know if you could even speak to why this is or if you even know. You you're sort of like a lightning rod for like evangelical bro culture. Like you have sort of really <laughs> like, why. yeah, like for some reason, I mean, I, I follow you on Twitter. I, it, it was funny to listen to you say like, you can't numb yourself to everything. Cause that's totally what I've done since Trump's been elected. Um, <laughs> well, okay. We're all surviving. Yeah. Right now, so so like, I, I actually got, <laughs> I actually have gotten off of Twitter cause I can't handle it. I don't even get the negativity at me, but I see one thing, like one news report and I'm just like, screw it. I'm out. And I have, I'm serious. I've been off Twitter for like months now. Um, ha, like, I just, I don't, like, you have become, you just like this lightning rod for these just jackass, roided out evangelical dudes. <laughs> and I, Here's like, what it is. You know, it helps when you know they're wrong. You know, right. like, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Because. 
I, I mean, I think that it used to hurt. It hurts when you're insecure about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if somebody is like Rachel Evans is going to burn in hell for eternity because she's a feminazi because, you know, <laughs> how many times a day do you get, yeah, you, oh, how many times a day do you get called a feminazi? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That kind of rolls off me because I don't believe any of <laughs> right, that. But if right, somebody's right. like, you know, chapter 15 in Searching for Sunday just isn't as well written as the others. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've like, got to rewrite the whole you know, book now. I'm insecure yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm insecure about that. And so it's it can be like the way you respond to the criticism can be really instructive um, because it will teach you what you're actually most insecure about. So the ones that kind of get in the back of my mind and that bother me are the ones that are tapping into some insecurity. So the one... I should not reveal this because people will use it against me. But um, <laughs> no, none of those guys are listening to us anyway, so don't worry about it. They would be tuning you out from the beginning. <laughs> yes. um, but the the criticism of like, well, she hasn't been to seminary really bothers oh, me. Like, Ugh. so who is she to write about Dude. the Bible? Who is she to talk about faith? She hasn't been to seminary. She's not ordained. Yeah. And I guess I'm kind of insecure about that, even though I know that's not my call. I know yeah, that yeah, right. I approach my writing as as a writer and 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 i think there's a place for writers and lay people to be you know and poets and artists to contribute to conversations around faith i believe that in my head but there's an insecurity of like oh gosh they're right i I probably shouldn't be speaking because i don't know what i'm talking about yeah uh you got two you got two guys here that have been to seminary it was fucking useless (laughs) so we we now fix coffee equipment let me just go ahead and put your mind at ease on that (laughs) completely download this syllabus yes. and you know yep. read the books but yep. but to say i mean i know that other people are called to seminary but it's just an example of like something that that i'm insecure about and and so those criticisms sometimes kind of sting and a lot of times those guys like to pull that out you know cuz it's like you know it's with women i think we do spend more time having to defend our um our right to speak. It's not, I, I, it's frustrating because sometimes I'm right. like, why don't you just engage my ideas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have yep. idea out there. I think I have supported it pretty well. I so, think I've made a good argument, but then it always goes back to, well, who do you think you are right. to huh. say this? And it's like, well, that seems kind of beside the point, like engage my thoughts, but there's, they seem pretty bothered by the fact that I have an audience and yeah. I'm a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, and that I didn't earn it somehow. And I think they, they see that as... because yeah, um, you just, cr- you just crapped out a book one day, right? You didn't put any right. work into that at all. I would love to see them write a book. <laughs> yeah. Them. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you sure don't want that. <laughs> so uh, Yeah. And that gets to me sometimes uh, when they play on that insecurity. But uh, then I just have to reflect for a little while and be like, well, Rachel, what, you know, you know what your call is, you yeah. know why you do what you do, you know, they can't let these guys push you around. So yeah. I don't. Um, so one of our listeners, uh, Haley shop, shout out um, Haley. Hi, hi Haley. She <laughs> is, um, she's a fan. Uh, and she had a couple of questions, uh, for you. And I think it's, I, I want to note that this is from a, a female perspective because I wanted to kind of like, yeah, we're just three. Idiot yeah, we're guys. just three white <laughs> yeah. straight dudes. Yeah, it's and, like and three bowls of mayonnaise sitting so around a table. So, like, so. It's like I wanted to have a different output because I, I, I don't want to like just have three white guy questions up yeah. here. Yeah. Um. Are you still there? 
Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so self-deprecating comments. There. Um, so uh, her question was: uh, Do you ever feel like being raised in the church as a woman actually forced you to change your personality because you were a girl with a strong personality? And then follow up: If so, how do you be, how do you begin to unravel that, and how do you relearn ambition without guilt? Ooh, that's such a good question. Yeah, it really is the ambition <laughs> thing. Yes, because I um. Oh, I'm going to be that person. Has every person on this podcast brought up their Enneagram number? Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody, but a few. Oh, it's, it's, it's big. Enneagram's big on this, on the, uh, with our, our listeners. Yeah, it is. Yes. You're, is you're like about to make some people squeal at the light. Interviewing a white woman talking about the Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> we have hit it. <laughs> but, um, but I'm a three, which means I'm pretty ambitious. And I did always feel like I had to apologize for that um, growing up in the church. Um, you know, my parents always encouraged, actually really encouraged me to be, to dream big and to pursue my passions. And I, I didn't get that message from them that that was a problem. But I did get it kind of from the the, the broader culture of just you know, a good Christian woman is submissive and deferential and yeah. quiet and, um, you know, doesn't want things for herself, is um, selfless and giving. And so you kind of grow up with this message that you can't be self-sacrificing and also hmm. be a woman with dreams and, and want a career or want respect from other people or want, um, you know, to, to want things for yourself, uh, to want quiet time, you know, or just, you know, yes, a quiet room for 10 minutes. <laughs> so to, I think mother, I felt like I had kind of gotten a grip on, oh, I'm an ambitious woman who is a Christian and that's cool. It's okay. I'm, you know, confident and I've made peace with that. And then I became a mom <laughs> and it's like, you yeah. have to relearn everything, all those old insecurities and, you know, just that constant voice of, you know, you've left your kid at grandma and grandpa's house so you can go, you know, speak at an event and, and feeling guilty about that. You know, mm. that will always I mean, I think that's always something I think women, as we go through the different stages of life, if we're trying to do things a little bit differently than the culture taught us, you, you have to relearn it all <laughs> when you get to that new stage. And so motherhood has been, yeah, a real challenge in that regard, because there's so, there's still, even though I know in my head that I shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to write books and to speak, and and I know I'm making quite a lot of time for my kid, uh, mm -hmm. more than I might have otherwise, you know, you know, if, if I weren't self-employed, um, but it still never feels like enough. I still feel like I'm supposed to always be self-sacrificing, mm -hmm. um, but you know, this learning that those two things can exist. You can be incredibly self-sacrificing, which parenthood, no matter where, like <laughs> whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're working, whether you're you know co-parenting, whatever you're doing, it's going to be hard, and there's going to be self-sacrifice, uh, and so yeah, it's you don't have to choose between being. Um, you know, thoughtful and compassionate and self-giving and self-sacrificing and being ambitious. Um, those two things can happen at the same time. I don't think men have as much trouble no, uh, no. with that mess. Oh, really? No, <laughs> no it's interesting but... that you say that. Like, I never thought, like, when you were talking about being, you know, once you became a mom, all that sort of guilt came flooding back. Like when yeah. I had kids, it didn't change. In I was a minister when I had my first two. Well, actually in different fashion all of my kids yeah. um it, it it didn't change anything about 
my career and what I, yeah. it made things more difficult and that, you know, from a time perspective, like, but at no point, like, it's interesting. You talk about privilege. That's freaking male privilege. Like I didn't yeah. even, like, yeah. I didn't even think <laughs> about the fact that like it didn't change shit. I just, yeah. I still went to work. I still was like, this yeah. is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Like it didn't change anything about my identity or whatever. Man, that's, I don't know, you, you taught me something. Yeah, well, and because I think, you know, in the church especially, motherhood is always held up as, like, the mothers are the self-sacrificing yeah, ones, yeah. and mothers are the ones who, and, and women are very much, especially in the South, too, I think, where it's, sometimes things are a little more old school, women are rewarded for, um, you know, putting themselves second or third or yeah, fourth. And and, yep. and and I see this, too, in, in uh, like, my mother's generation, where, um, and in, you know, other family members where it's, it's a lifetime of feeling like if you do anything for yourself, it's, it's not just that you're being selfish. It's that you're offended God because God wants you to be, you know, so it's it's just a ton of baggage (laughs) that you have to sort through. And for a lot of us, you know, uh, it's, we're kind of looking for, you you know, models for how to to do that well. And it's, it's hard you know, how to, to, to do it differently. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I had kind of like the strong woman thing down when yeah. it was just me and Dan and I could you know, have this career and, and write and travel and speak and then, you know, became a mom. And it's just like, it's, that is the great equalizer too. It's like, you know, speaking in front of a couple thousand people, I get a little nervous. I get the butterflies, but we did a tour of a preschool the other day and I was <laughs> Shaking, shaking. I'm so nervous. Like, it's just like none of that stuff means anything. I'm just a mom who's insecure about like what her kid is wearing, whether her kid will be (laughs) accepted, you know. And and so, it's yeah, it's so it's it's so strange. You're afraid you're gonna go in. They're gonna be like, that's the held Evan kid. His mom's a rebel. (laughs) (laughs) His mom's the one. His mom's the one we've been warned about. Did you see what no, she did you see what she tweeted this week? <laughs> That's the great thing. Nobody around here cares at all. Like nobody follows me or any of my work, which is great. My yeah. friends don't. Like the people I go to church with don't really. Like nobody cares. And it's great. Uh, but it's also like I can't like rely on all that stuff. You know, like I'm a published author. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, it's just I'm just the insecure mom That's there. That's so funny. And then they said they said something that really stressed me out. Dan told me I was overreacting a little bit, but <laughs> they, were, they were talking about like disciplining the kids and uh, who are in this preschool, and it's a connected to a church, a local church. And it says she told this little boy like, "Oh, don't grab that," you know, when you share with our friends. And then she said, "That makes Jesus sad." Oh, and I was like, oh, oh, let's get the guilt oh, rolling that, from an early that, age. That. My mom does that to my son. It's it's terrible. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. So all day I'm like freaking out. Like we can't put we can't put him in that. They're gonna you know he's gonna have the perception of Jesus that's shaming. And Dan just like, kind of let it roll off. He was like, Henry, our kid was throwing his peas that night, and he's like, it's like you're throwing him in baby Jesus's face. <laughs> okay, we need to get Dan on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, next time we have on, we have you on. We want to get Dan too. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love Dan. It's so great. Like he wrote portions of um a year of biblical womanhood like we included his journal entries in that book yeah and it's so funny because like sometimes people will come up to me and be like my favorite part of the book was dan's journal entries <laughs> and he was like thanks <laughs> oh. so it, it, i mean it kind of it kind of breaks my heart to hear you talk about how 
you have to think that way when you became a mom. Like you had to all of a sudden, all that shame and crap sort of flooded back in. Like, like I said, I'd, I'd never really thought about how that actually would affect a woman. What What's the way forward? Like, what's the way out of that for the church? We have we have uh, ministers that listen to this podcast and, um, you know, people that are involved in their churches. And like, what what's the way forward? Like, is there what's the way out of that kind of thinking? Um, I think I mean, some things is that a lot of the programming in churches is built around understanding women as moms exclusively. <laughs> so, you know. Like if you want to be involved in the church, like they have like a mom's get together in the middle of the day on a weekday. So that leaves out any woman who's got a nine to five job, yeah. you know, yeah. Monday through Friday. Right. Uh, so little things like that, that kind of just send the message of like, you know, w- the expectation that women are um, mothers and st- that they're stay at home mothers, um, which maybe that's getting a little bit better. I think because that's changed so much. I think that's getting better. Um yeah, I mean, little things like that. And then I'm trying to think of a way to say this without like plugging my own book. But in A Year of Biblical Womanhood, I wrote a lot about uh, about this. And I wrote about Proverbs 31 and how yeah. that passage oh, God. sort of used. <laughs> yeah, I bring that up at women's conferences. And if it's the right group, you will hear an audible groan. Yeah, I'm sure. It's been so held over women. And it's, it's such a shame because, uh, you know, the Jewish understanding of that passage and how it was I believe originally meant to be understood is as a celebration of women, yeah. you know, and all that yeah. have accomplished. And, and now it's you know, like, Hey fellas, you want to marry a doormat? Right. Exactly. Yeah. When really like the, actually the target audience of Proverbs 31 is men. And what it's saying is here's how you praise a good woman, like yeah. write her a poem and tell her she's awesome. Like that's the point, not, Hey women, here's all the standards you need to live up to. Yeah. So I think just, you know, I think if, if ministers and pastors, would read more women theologians and read more women biblical scholars and you know read womanist and feminist theologies you know we we have this this whole you know, we have scripture and all these examples of, of strong complicated interesting faithful women you know that aren't just mothers <laughs> uh or who are mothers um uh, but but that's that's a complicated and complex uh, role in their life, like yeah. Mary. I spent a lot of time meditating on Mary and, and um, you know, as the mother of Jesus, trying to imagine what it would be like to nurse God, you know, and, yeah. and what it means that God became vulnerable uh, and to that degree, and that God uh, trusted himself uh, to women. I mean, like, you know, women being the ones to hold him at birth and at death. Like, that just is... Yeah. So I, I think, you know, working out the nuances in scripture by paying attention to the work of women uh, around scripture would be helpful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, sure. Because uh, then you have a more, a more complex vision of womanhood will emerge from yeah. that than what we kind of get in our churches. And then I think just like when we talk about sacrifice and, and uh, humility and uh, givingness, that we're, we're careful how we talk about that um, and that we don't talk about it as, you know, self-deprecation. And because, um, you know, you can't really give to other people when you're empty from giving yeah, and giving, yeah. giving, giving. Uh, and so we have to be careful about elevating that to the point of sort of this idolatrous, um, this image of the 
ever-suffering, ever-giving woman. Because right. um, that that's a really hard one to break, you know, to, to get past that standard. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, and, it's no, just, and it's a lifetime of work, too. I really do yeah. think so. Like, I thought that I had this whole feminist thing figured out, and then I realized I didn't. So, right, right, right. But knowing that, like, your, your, your whole life, you're going to have to wrestle with Mm. Uh, these conceptions and these sure. prejudices and ideas is kind of freeing and, and you know, yeah, you're never going to have it figured out. Can I, can I plug a book to you real quick? Uh, we had, yeah. a, we had a, uh, we've had her on twice actually. Alice Connor, uh, is a, she is a, an Episcopal priest in Cincinnati. She runs a campus house. On yeah. She campus. runs a campus house at uh university of Cincinnati. She wrote a book called fierce. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. Oh, it's freaking great. It's so Read great. That book. Yeah. that book blew my freaking mind yeah. on so many levels. Uh, every chapter. What's the deals, title of the book? It's called fierce. Oh, right. Fierce. Yes. Yeah. No, it's on my list. Yeah. Get it. I think I might even have a copy in my basement yep. waiting to be read. Yep. I recommend it highly. She's been on, uh, we've had her on a couple of times once to talk about the book and then once I don't, we just, just to have her shot the shit yeah. with her because she's great. Um, but uh, yeah, I recommend that. It, I mean, it, like I said, for three guys, like you read that book and it was like, it wasn't really written to us, but man. It was so entertaining. It was, it was funny. entertaining. And we just, and we learned so much. She's got a chapter on Ashra in that book. Still blew nice. my mind. Blew today. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Still to this day, blown my mind. Oh, you've yeah. moved it to the top of my queue. There you go. Thanks a lot. Yep. Uh, so like, um, I guess we'll do one last question and then we'll have a lightning round. We've kept you uh, quite. Well, two, la- two last questions. Two last. Because we it... need to talk about her book, too. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Two last questions. Okay, so, <laughs> um, you know, going back to you sort of, you, you talked about, uh, we've talked a little bit about all the criticism and you that you take, and you've touched on some of that, uh, some of this, but what are some practices that have sort of kept you from abandoning the faith? I mean, I, I would think it would be easy for you just to go, you know what, screw this. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, and like, some days I kind of do. Sure, so but like what, wanna... <laughs> what keeps you, what keeps you having any sort of faith? I mean, do you, do you have a regular practice that you do daily or is it just kind of a day-to-day thing where it depends on how you wake up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the answer to this question is so dramatically different now that we have a kid. Um, oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get the daily that. practice, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. if I can go to bed, I'm going to bed and I wake <laughs> yeah, up. Right. Yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> Sleep is a great spiritual practice. Yes. It um, is. <laughs> yep. uh, no, I mean, I think that the one, a few things kind of keep me going. I mean, I think, just broadly, I just think that, you know, the story of Jesus is just so compelling to me. It's kind of the story I'm willing to risk being wrong about, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. I've got this wrong, but it's just, I just find the person of Jesus so compelling. And I, I particularly find the incarnation compelling. I know that resurrection should be like my big thing because yeah. <laughs> I'm a Christian, right, but the, there's something about the incarnation and, um, and that image of God as a baby that just is, it's very, very compelling to me. And so that keeps me kind of going. But I think that to just the Bible, this is such a, this is such a Sunday school answer, Jesus and the Bible. Right, but, you yeah, Jesus but, the you, Bible. but you didn't go to seminary. So how do you read that? <laughs> exactly. We're going to, we're going to edit this part out. It's too, it's too Sunday school, Rachel. <laughs> you know, the Bible's just, still is just so intriguing to me. And just when you think you have kind of cracked it, it gets more interesting and uh, more relevant and, and um, complex. And 
it's sort of like once you get over trying to make it something that it's not, like once you try to kind of get over trying to make it into this answer book or this this cohesive theological treatise and just let it be stories, it's like, gosh, this is still super relevant and super interesting. And and so I do have practices of reading scripture that um, that keep me just interested and intrigued in the faith and, and uh, that push me to read other people. Because, I you know, especially when you're in some of these you know, Old Testament texts, it's always interesting to go and read from a Jewish perspective or from a womanist perspective or, uh, and, and just gets richer and richer and richer. And so that kind of keeps, keeps it interesting for me, you know, just, um, the endlessly fascinating, um, scripture that we have, um, this collection of stories and letters and poems. And, uh, it's just, I can't, shake it you know i'll yeah. always be interested in going back to that yeah. and it does help like when you have frankly like another thing that keeps me a christian is my job you know, but <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah that sounds kind of crass no nope, i get it like, no we get it we were pastors for years i totally understand <laughs> yeah, you guys get this yep. you don't like this but it's almost a grace you know because yeah. it's like right when i kind of had gotten tired of the bible you know, something in my research would push me back and I would see that there's this bottomless well of, um, you know, truth and, and, um, you know, complex, interesting, arresting stories. And I don't know that I would have gone there had I not kind of had to, (laughs) you know, if I, and I'm sure you all experience this as pastors where it's like, oh, well, the lectionary is this text that I have no interest in. Yeah. It seems like the worst to preach. And then, somehow it's, it's like you sense the, the spirit speaking, um, mm-hmm. which sounds cliche, but you know, it, I've, I've experienced that to a degree. Of course I can always rationalize my way out of that too. Like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, we get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're not explaining anything we haven't done before. Yeah. yeah you're, we're on board. It's like humans are, you know, we're, we see patterns where they don't even really exist because, you know, we're primates and yeah, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I can go there too, but, um, yeah. So it's kind of like, Jesus, the Bible, and my job. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we want to talk about your next book, available for pre-order right now. Um, it, it's called Inspired, Slaying Giants, Walking on Water, and Loving the Bible Again. We're going to give away five copies on Twitter. Uh, you have to wait until June. You have to wait till June until it comes out. That's fine. We're going to pre-order it. Everyone yeah. else, just go ahead and pre-order it now. And if you win, you can cancel the pre-order or just keep give it, it away and then give somebody. it away. Yep. Um, we're going to give away five. It's your evangelism for the week. Give away Rachel's book. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about the book? Oh yeah, it's finished. That's, that's the best thing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's a book about the Bible and I wanted to, um, just write about my own experience with the Bible, but I also, I wanted to try and make some of the scholarship that I had encountered, you know, from Brueggemann and Pete uh, Enns, yeah. and then also like womanist scholarship, like um, Dolores Williams and um, some other folks just, uh, and make it fresh for people who maybe haven't encountered it before and make it creative. So this book is totally different than anyone I've ever written before because it includes I wrote some poetry and some short stories, um, some nice. fiction. I did a short screenplay around the 
book of Job and the story of Job. It's very experimental for me, which is a little freaky, but I had such a good time writing it. Such a good time writing it. So it's like every other chapter is kind of a creative chapter, like a soliloquy or something like that. And then the, the, the chapter that follows it, it's kind of unpacking that particular genre that I'm highlighting in scripture. So it goes like origin stories, deliverance stories, um, war stories. Do you mean deliverance uh, to, like the movie, like canoes and banjos? And Burt Reynolds? Near. You do live in Tennessee, that's why I ask. Yeah, you have to be careful in Tennessee. When you say like buck tooth kids with banjos. Like, well, you got to be careful in Southern Indiana with that <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff. Gonna say. I mean. Now I'm thinking more of the Exodus variety. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Just the angel of death and that kind of stuff. <laughs> too scary. Um, I didn't so, remember yeah. Trump being in the Bible. but. <laughs> no. See, that's interesting, too, like, because uh, I gave a lecture the other day about the Bible, and this guy comes up afterwards, and he's like, I wish you had talked more about politics. I like it when you talk about politics. And I was like, I just gave a lecture on the book of Esther, which is about a super <laughs> insecure, misogynistic king who doesn't yes. know what the hell he's doing, so he relies on his racist advisors to tell him what to do. Sounds it's a like little bit most, familiar. <laughs> it's the most relevant thing I can think to lecture about right now. So I was like, you just weren't paying attention, man. But um, I didn't say that. I'm way nicer to people. In but he's listening. But, um, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, that's the thing. Like As I was writing this book, too, this is when everything kind of went down. I was writing it during the election and, and, uh, you know, the inauguration. And I have kept being surprised by how relevant it was yeah, still it and how so. many, you know, having egotistical, maniacal, misogynistic Kings, is really nothing new. Nope. <laughs> and the Bible actually deals with that quite a bit. Um, and yeah, teaches fun us fact, there's a, those guys always it. come to a very bad end. So, <laughs> Here's the open. (laughs) So I write, there's a chapter called resistance stories and I put Esther in there with those. Uh, But it was just, yeah, it's a fun, I hope people enjoy reading it as much as I enjoy, enjoyed writing it because it was really fun. So how did you write a book about the Bible when you didn't go to seminary? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm such an asshole. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) Like everybody thinks I like Matt, like me and Matt is the worst person on this podcast. You are the worst person on this podcast. I totally could. Couldn't resist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Do you have time for a lightning round? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, you know. I, yeah. Okay. Is it Henry's, bed, is it Henry's bedtime yet? Tired <laughs> and I'm not feeling sparkling and witty. Oh, it's fine. These it's... are simple questions. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but... if you were to go to seminary, which one would you go? <laughs> Shut <sorry>. up! My <laughs> stop. God. <laughs> God, you're done. Mute his mic. All right. Uh, okay. Matt. So, beverage of choice. Oh, um, like alcoholic beverage? Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever, sure. Wine, red wine. Wow, all right. Nice. Any any particular kind? Like, uh, what's any style? Oh, I'm, I don't have sophisticated taste. <laughs> I can't do. I can't drink anything good right now because I'm pregnant. So, yeah, yeah. oh, sure, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your what, what's <laughs> I was saying, well? Let's let's be fair. What's your favorite drink while being pregnant? What's your favorite? What's your beverage of choice? coffee which you're not you're not supposed to drink really? that either i'm surprised man my wife was pregnant she couldn't cup. hardly drink coffee like she oh just... no see that's how it is the first trimester i have an aversion okay and yeah. then the second trimester i crave it it's weird yeah it is pregnancy weird. is weird it so is your wife super has a version of coffee too huh yeah she did when she was pregnant she could not drink it like and she loves coffee and my, so. my wife did or for, with our second child she didn't drink coffee like i don't want i don't want it to affect him or anything 
He has ADHD, so apparently she probably should have just drank coffee. Because <laughs> she's just gone straight through. Yeah, he's literally feels it's literally like he's on coffee twenty four seven. Living so. on five hour energy shots, like <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they say you can you can drink a little bit each day. No, here's the thing about my drinking habits. That sounds weird, but um, <laughs> I, no, I am like this weird purist type. I like water, coffee, and milk, and that's it. Like I don't drink huh. tea. I don't drink any kind of sodas or carbonated anything. I haven't liked it since I was a kid. Like no juices. Like I just am very. It's weird. It's huh. a weird fact about me. My teeth are great. <laughs> <laughs> sure they are. My dentist is always like, "You have really beautiful teeth," and I'm like, "That's what happens when you don't drink soft drinks your entire life." <laughs> that's great. Fun fact. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned in high school that you listened to Audio Adrenaline. Oh man, uh, <laughs> didn't what? we all? Do you remember that orange, bright orange CD? Yeah, that's sure do. Yeah, yeah. this is my question. What's the best favorite. album? The best Audio Adrenaline. What was the album? bright orange one? Big house with the big house and everything. Blue. Oh, no, that no, wasn't Blue. No, no, that no. was. Uh, it was Don't Censor Me. Yeah, yeah, was that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, with Big House. I will say, man, I met those guys. They we had a we had a music festival up here. In super nice guys, the nicest dudes in the world. They were super I'm not great. Be here. Yeah, they were. I hung out with them. We actually tore down the stage with them after. Uh, the, Jeff Moore of the Distance, also nice. Yeah. Jaws and Clay, also nice. Uh, Newsboys, really terrible people. Giant in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. That yeah. is like that's it's, actually common knowledge. That is <laughs> not that is not hashtag fake news. They are the worst. So, uh, what's your favorite character on Battlestar Galactica? Uh, this is such a you question. Jeez. She talks about oh, it in her book. She has I to, used to watch, We watched that, and then it became really obvious that parts of it were written during the writer strike. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. we just kind of just nothing is happening. We we quit. Uh, um, I guess the lady president person oh, oh it's been a long time laura roslin yeah jeez yeah, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> that is so on brand for you man okay wow this next question you, okay either favorite, one you guys. okay favorite character in the big lebowski oh this is yeah, our favorite movie it is. this is a tough one yeah i've only seen that like twice I don't think I've developed a favorite character. Like our, this is embarrassing. Our friends had to introduce that movie to us like a year, two years ago. Some, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I could never my, say. One of my best friends introduced me to it. It was the greatest night of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've See, not been, I I've enjoyed not been this, the some people, some I did people not have, have the religious experience. I was some expecting. people met Jesus. I met the dude. Yeah. It's one of those movies though. <laughs> if people build it up too much and we, we are super yes. guilty of that on this yeah. podcast that you can watch it and go, all right. <laughs> Oh, that's a yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. Well, it certainly well, it certainly like was a movie. The rug man bumper yeah. sticker and everything. Like they were yeah. really into it. Like this was their religion. Yeah, I know. So I get it. We watched it and it's like Dan loved it, and I was like, that was a good movie. I just did not have this. Once again, this, we need Dan on the podcast. I think. I think this reaction. is important. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, Dan would be BFFs. There you go. <laughs> it's, it kind of sounds that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah favorite... He kind of seems more agnostic too, so that could be an interesting. Combo. Uh, yeah, we're on board with that. Yeah, we're totally yeah. on board yeah. with that. So, uh, favorite <laughs> fiction book? Oh, psh, that's a, I could never answer that question. Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, because it's like fiction. No, I could never answer that. It would be betraying somebody <laughs> by for some, like something. In this. They're not listening, Rachel. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> one, of, I guess one that I would read a, multiple times. I really love A Prayer for Owen Meany. Oh. I would read that multiple okay. times because I, I don't like to read books many times. But I, read, I would read that one. I would read, you know, Marilyn Robinson's home series. I would read those multiple times. And then, like, A Wrinkle in Time when I was a child was definitely Oh, you going to go see the movie when it comes out? 
Oh, yes. Right. Well, no, wait. We have a kid. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, no, they're not. The only movies I see now are like outside of The Last Jedi I took my oldest to. It's pretty much only kids movies okay, now. Okay, well, so. The Incredibles is coming out this summer. Dude, I'm psyched about that. Best Pixar movie. Not, I, I will fight people on yeah, this. I will too. I'm so excited for that movie to come out. Yep. You uh, should take your you should take your two year old and he'd be like I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> you at least get to take him to a movie. Okay, yeah, so they just like they announce all the Oscar movies and it's like oh my gosh I we haven't seen any of these. Yeah, we, we, the we, same we, way. That's yep. it. That's the only one we saw. We saw it two weeks ago. Now yeah. I feel like I'm all like in. Like oh yeah, totally. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's the only one I've seen. <laughs> uh, last album you listened to, start to finish. What's the last what? The last album you listened to, start to finish. Start to finish. Um. See, every answer is embarrassing. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it won't be any more embarrassing than Michael's musical. Please taste, be so. DC Talk. Please be DC Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to think of like, this is how old school I am. Like, what CD is in my car? Um, <laughs> they have these things, oh, called, the, they have these things called iPods now. Do you know that? I know. You should check I into know. them. <laughs> That's what I hear. But you're saying start to finish, not yeah, just a yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a totally different experience. Yep, it is. Um, oh, I think it was Fiona Apple's Extraordinary Machine. Oh, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, I like Fiona Apple. Yeah, I like me some Fiona yeah. Apple. Yeah, that's, yep. that's a really old album, though. Yeah, like, but that's, I, don't, I don't think that's embarrassing like, at all. Now I want to listen to Fiona Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have to, might have to do that, actually. <laughs> people, say, people say artists like I haven't listened to in a long time. I'm like, okay, I want to listen to that. Yeah, now. me too. It's because we're all old. Like, we listen it to is. the old stuff. Yeah. Yes, I know. Like, I'm still dude. rocking Nirvana in the car. My kids are like, this <laughs> sucks. I'm still rocking Kaja Gugu. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, okay, here's another thing Dan wins on. He has, he still has his old Ford Explorer, and there's an Ace of Base tape stuff in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, he saw the sign. He did, and it opened up his mind, <laughs> opened up his eyes. All right. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your favorite curse word? Um, well, I've said shit twice today. There so you go. All right. This podcast. It's pretty, it's pretty cathartic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Um, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Oh. I really, we're big Arrested Development fans. Oh, nice. yes. Yeah. Jo- Job's on board. Yes. By the way, Job see, is on board. Uh, I follow Tony Hale on Instagram. He had a picture with Jason Bateman the other day. From They were filming. For the uh, yes. new season, season yeah. four was garbage. Season, season five four was better. terrible, but season five will be so. great. Yeah, yeah, I just you know we watched we watched season one over or the first three. Oh my over god, and over, and over and over. I like, have them memorized. Yep. Oh yeah, and then that one and Thirty Rock are kind of on our rotation. Oh, yeah. of things we just good. will watch over and over repeatedly. Um, and then of course I was one of those Breaking Bad people. Oh, like, I love Breaking Bad. Seventh show of all time. Because um, there were some scenes in that that were just perfection yeah so i i am one of those uh, those are all kind of bandwagon shows but i'm not all right not to be edgy and cool no it's fine you you like what you like (laughs) we did just finish watching all of star trek voyager the entire series you're you're michael's favorite right now (laughs) michael is on board now (laughs) i i've actually never watched uh voyager so i need to get on that seven of nine i didn't like it at first and then i got into it Michael's too busy with Planet of the Apes. Here's the thing about being pregnant: I cannot watch human suffering, which eliminates everything that I used to enjoy watching as far as dramas. You know, like 
Dan was just complaining the other day. He's like, well, he's watching this show Ozark that he said was pretty good. Oh, yeah, with Jason Bateman. Yeah, but yep. he was like, this is a show you used to like. Or that you would use to like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're pregnant, so I guess I have to watch it. Because I cannot deal with any pain, any That's suffering. That's really interesting. It's very weird. I just can't. I just can't handle it. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. Man, pregnancy Same with, so, like, what so am I reading? Weird. It's like, all I want is, like, a work of acclaimed literary fiction that in no way touches on human suffering. But that's... <laughs> Probably not a lot of that out there, is there? <laughs> not a lot out there. So, yeah, I have to watch, like, comedies and Star Trek. Star Trek's okay because everything always wraps up in the end. Like, there you go. Yeah. the whole ship is under attack and everything's blowing up and... People have switched bodies and they've died, and then but by the end of the episode, everything's back to normal. And should, I find that incredibly soothing. You should watch Harry Potter. Spoiler alert: He comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined somebody's day. You know that. <laughs> Wait, I mean, guys. really, at this point, if they haven't watched yeah, it, <laughs> you know, uh, invisibility. Oh, no, we, read all, we read all the Harry Potter books together, Dan uh, and I. Oh, I, re- I read them. Yeah. <laughs> I read them. I read them every couple of years. Like they're just yeah, they're fun reads. Them. They are. They're fun. Yeah, I should have listed yeah. that as uh, some of my favorite fiction. See, you shouldn't yeah. have asked me that question because I'm already thinking of things I didn't answer. <laughs> to she's, kill a she's gonna call us back in like a half hour. Yeah, like, okay, I've got something else. Yeah. Yeah, I have a list of fifty nine books. <laughs> uh, invisibility or super strength? What invisibility, invisibility or... or super strength? Uh oh. I used hmm strength. Super strength. Okay. Yeah, most people say invisibility. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all creeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just tired right now. I could really use that. <laughs> That's, That's a fair true. point. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Actually, when your other kid's born, maybe invisibility. Oh, they can't find me now, so I'm just going to disappear for a while. All right, we've only awesome. got a couple more here. Uh, how do you like your coffee? Just uh, cream, no sugar. All right. Okay. Uh, and then do you have anything in the war? This isn't really... We know she has something Where to work. Yeah, I mean, so you do have anything. <laughs> uh, where can people find you online? Oh, um, it's real easy. Just Rachel Held Evans on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, that's my website address. Oh, nice. RachelHeldEvans.com. Rachel Held Evans on Twitter. That, again, Dan's come up a lot in this conversation. That was his idea. He was like, you should just do everything your name. That'll make yep. it simple, yeah. easy yep. to remember. Yep. And sure enough, my name forms a complete sentence, so I should work that to my advantage. <laughs> that's great Dan seems like a real ideas man <laughs> I'm not finishing that so nope, not yep, finish that one. <laughs> that's so great thank you so much for coming on thank this you, has been Rachel. wonderful this has been thank you so much a great time thank y'all for having me thanks for the good good work you do here on the podcast thank right. you uh, thank you to your parents for yeah. watching Internet. watching Henry and well, so you yeah, can let's spend just keep some talking, time with guys. us <laughs> yeah <laughs> We have a two-hour podcast with Rachel Held Evans. <laughs> awesome. She just wouldn't let us go. Uh, can we get you back on when your book comes out? Sure, yeah. Oh, we want to talk about it, so yeah. we'll definitely do that in this, this summer. Yeah, let's awesome. do that. Thank and, you. And uh, good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. Thank you. Yeah, good, good luck, gr- good luck growing a human. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the baby's coming about the same time the book is, so oh my we'll gosh. see how the, uh, how that scheduling works on that yeah but, yeah. yeah we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see you in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> we'll take yeah. whatever you can give us so that's and fine we'll talk about this year's movies so. <laughs> yeah. oh, there you go thanks oh, thank rachel you so much all right bye guys now that we proved in your seat you'll see you can tell <laughs> us <laughs> what you think <laughs>
stars get red, get red. But one star is dead, is dead to us. Feedback. Feedback. Hey, feedback. Feedback. Leave us a five-star review. Nope, not a one. Not one? Oh. Yep, had four last week. Hey. Wah, wah. Let me double check. I don't think we do. If you're listening to this and well, haven't given us a five-star review. We still love you, but it's getting more conditional by the week. Yes. Right, write some <laughs> words. We need words. Yeah, write the words on the five-star We have 197 five-stars. Wow. Six four-stars. Yeah. Zero three-stars. Two two-stars. Six one-stars. I can't figure out a two-star rating. What I does that even mean? Like... Like I, I laughed, but I felt really bad. Yeah, about well, it. that's probably. I what can't it means. figure out the two star review. I can't figure out the four star. Yeah, review. just go all the way and give. Yeah, us the I can five understand star. a three. Like you're three, just kind of three would have offended me though. I would have been like, they just thought we were mediocre. I want you to either love us it or hate us. Doesn't offend me at all. I couldn't give a damn. No. All right, uh, Twitter feedback. Uh, that's um, okay. No. Right. Yeah, go for it. Honorable mention. Uh, yeah. What, well, what, doubting Thomas at faster than gravy. Uh, additional thought on Pastors Podcast 102. Maybe you guys could get your first sponsorship from a mental health professional. I'm sure we, the fans, could provide a lot of business. Take a page from Pete Holmes and call it hashtag Matt's Picks. <laughs> hashtag link, Lingam is a dinosaur. Lingam is a dinosaur from our imagination. <laughs> I thought about it midweek and just died laughing. Uh, Casey Forrester at Achtung Casey, or Achtung. formerly Casey for Esther. Yeah, the artist formerly. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Casey for Esther. Yeah, this is German Casey. At Pastors Podcast. Constructive feedback. All I'm saying is that I laugh way harder when y'all drink liquor than when you drink beer. Episode 102 was lit. Hashtag <laughs> Caribbean Queen. Hashtag now we're sharing the same dream. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Hashtag Romanian dreamboat is my bubby. Hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. For- Forest Fire at Wolfburger Bros. I don't know. I don't know where forest fire comes in. Hey, Mindy. Michael thinks you're a bitch. No, uh, I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> Mindy is a wonderful human being. Well, you shouldn't have called her a bitch then. I, d- I never called her that. Yeah, you did. At no. pass, there, is a, a, you a bitch. there is a recorded uh, <laughs> episode that would tell you differently. At I, Pastors Podcast. Play back the tape because I didn't say it. At Pastors Podcast, the I love you song takes on a whole new meaning. Hashtag mm-hmm. Lingam is a dinosaur. I love you. You, you love me. Let's Bear. have tantric sex with Barney. Barney. All right. Uh, oh. Top 10. Take my Lingam. Nope. 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 Number 10. Eric Flynn McCormick <laughs> at Barber of Sauron. <laughs> Wait, he cuts Becky's hair? <laughs> Barbara <laughs> Sarum. Well done. Yeah, hit here we go. Uh at Pastors Podcast, another great epitode, but damn if Imperial Christianity pisses me off. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Hashtag Dick Warlock. Dude, when you did the sound effects last week. Yeah. I, I totally forgot you did. I was it. working on preventative maintenance in a store. <laughs> Listening to the podcast, and when you did the engine revving thing, I literally was laughing out loud. That's not an engine revving, Michael. I, know. Uh, I had a barista staring at me. Yeah. Like I was, I, I was shaking, trying to like stifle my laughter. Number nine, Nathan, Nathan Miller West at. I've had a twelve. 
I've had a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, at Namway Design. At Pastors Podcast. Nam it. Hashtag. Nam you, Nathan. Nam it. Uh, hashtag. Nam it, Nathan. Hashtag God chose Trump to usher in the destruction of the American church. Hashtag RIP America Christianity 2070. I'm hoping it's long before then. Hashtag yeah. Richard Warlock. <laughs> hashtag hashtag eagle, eagles have tear ducts. I can't believe we passed up on Dick Warlock. Yeah. Number uh, eight, pterodactyl drumsticks at Brandon Evans 17. I like that. Uh, at Pastors Podcast, every time you played Billy Ocean, I thought Rick Astley was coming. That's a like a Rick roll inside of a Rick roll. Hashtag Richard Warlock. Hashtag Christopher Maloney was great in SVU. <laughs> Hashtag Inglorious Bastards Morning Zoo. <laughs> I like that. Oh. Hi, Brandon. Number seven, Dan at Matt Walsh to the Sun. At Pastors Podcast, as a five-year-old Romanian immigrant. You missed it. Yeah, you're a little late. Really? Alright. God, turn it off. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Right there. Can we stop, please? Number seven. I'm not reading it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Number seven. Dan at Matt Walsh to the sun. I got it muted. No. Come on. At Pastor's Podcast as a Dan at Damn. Matt Walsh to the Sun at Pastors Podcast as a five-year-old Romanian immigrant. <laughs> I taught MJ Basinger his first word, banana. He still says it wrong. He calls it a pineapple. Hashtag <laughs> Lingam is a dinosaur. <laughs> Number six, Shannon McDonald at Shannon Mick 0011. Zero, 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 one, zero, one, one. Zero, zero. At Pastors Podcast, I have the urge to put the top down on my beat-up rust bucket convertible, rev up the engine, and crank up Billy Ocean at a stoplight. Hell yeah. Hashtag too bad it's too cold. Hashtag sting is Barney. Hashtag lingam is a dinosaur. <laughs> lingam. Lingam. God, I was singing it in my head all week. Uh, number five, Tracy with the Y at that girl with the ukulele. That's not her at, but... Ukulele. Number five, Tracy with a Y at ukulele, Tracy. <gasps> ukulele. 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 I didn't get a specific mention on Patrick's podcast episode 102, but I will assume 
that I was one of the vegans that isn't an asshole that they were referring to. Hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. No, Tracy, you are an asshole. <laughs> Tracy, we would we would never not refer to you as an asshole. Come I on. would. I would definitely. Okay, I'm she totally was on kidding. the twi- on the great. Twisted Sisters. Nah, she's wonderful. Their hashtag last episode was hashtag Michael Basinger is wrong. So you know what? <laughs> nope. Fuck nope. Them Fuck them all. <laughs> God damn no, it. Tracy's a wonderful person. Tracy's one that uh, of, that I didn't get to spend a ton of time talking to at the podcast, mainly because she was super trash. But it was uh, I would like to I would like to talk to her. She was fun. Yeah, I like Tracy until last week. <laughs> until she was on the most recent <laughs> number number four. Sisters. Zesty Twistered at Seville named Becky. Never heard of her. Seville NMD Becky. At Polly named Matt spilling his beer immediately after reading my five star review on Pastor's podcast is the most on brand thing ever. That's probably true. Hashtag Sauron is on her throne. Hashtag just a year and a half. Hashtag better late than never. (laughs) Hashtag Apple podcast sucks. Hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. From our imagination. Number three, Christine OZ at Hooked on Earbuds at Pastor's podcast. Want to know where you can get Majeska's? Cracker Barrel. If they aren't packaged, then they're in one of those jars behind the counter. Hashtag honky bucket. Hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. <laughs> Thanks, X-Teen. Yeah. X-Tina OZ. Yeah. X-Tina OZ. Yeah. Uh, number two, David Sluss. Davy Davy Sluss Sluss. What, what? Dave the Explorer. Great talk about In Davey. God We Trump movie on Pastor's Podcast, Epitode 102. This Whoa. podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Five minutes in, and I heard references to Captain Crunch and Nikolai Ceausescu. Hashtag. <laughs> You're welcome. Dic- hashtag dictate, dictator deep cut. Hashtag Lincoln is a dinosaur. Hashtag I hate Wednesdays. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, we I got did have salmon. A, we did have a Nikolai Ceausescu yeah. shout out. You're welcome. On, uh, it's, that's, a, that's a real deep cut. Real deep cut. I prefer Tesla. That's, Wait, uh, the band or the... Isn't that his first name? Nikolai Tesla? Nope. What's his, last, what's his first name? Tesla's the first name. Oh, that Tesla. Yeah. I was thinking of, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I was the thinking band, of the band Tesla. The band Tesla? Okay. No, I don't know. Signs that. everywhere, signs, Michael. Uh, number one, Doubting Tom. <laughs> number one, Doubting Thomas at Faster Than Gravy. A side note, Ingve Malmsteen is technically brilliant but unlistenable. The Pastors Podcast is technically shit, but a lot of fun to listen to. More like the hashtag Angus Young of podcasts, hashtag ACDC, hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. It's pretty apt. That's very apt. Uh, but I will, I will say we got this, this one more. This is a, this is a, this is a number bonus, zero. Bonus. Uh, Scott McMillan at S. McMillan, John 1970. Yeah. At Pastors Podcast. Next time, try the revving engine sound with Billy Ocean. Get out of my dreams and into my car. Hashtag Lingam is a dinosaur. Uh, so, uh, all right, we'll we'll try that. By the way, this is one creepy ass song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it totally works. It totally works. Why is it a revving car goes goes with everything Billy Ocean? Boy, this is a boy. I've got candy. 1988, the year in sexual assault. Good lord, this song is terrible. 
What is it with 80 songs in like 12 minute intros? Seriously. Did we have the same thing with Kaja Gugu? <laughs> you can't even tell if it's a song. No, you can't. Creepy, creepy song. Yeah, God. Yeah. That's, uh, God, that's up there. You know, when you listen, to, it's amazing. Like, you hear songs that you heard when you were a kid, and you listen to them now, and you're like, Colored Wow. This Colored People's one. Well, like, okay, so, <laughs> listening to the radio, and Do Me by Belle Biv DeVoe, pretty casual reference to underage sex yeah. in that song that I certainly didn't yeah, notice. did not catch that the first time Good around. Good God. I listened to it. I was like, are you kidding? This was on the radio. I know, man. Backstage, underage. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> not cool, bro. Good Lord. Yeah. 17 by Winger. Are you kidding me? I know. Jeebus. All right, closing time. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com and uh, jizzmuzzle.com. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. I, I can't believe that's a thing. Support, Why is that a thing? Support us on and Patreon. it's so much easier to type than Inglorious Pastors. Mom, it Dad, is. you paid for a lot of Bible college, and uh, that, that is what that is culminated jizzmuzzle.com in jizzmuzzle.com is our greatest work. You're, you're welcome. Uh, support, that's, a, that's a great return on your investment. Support us on Patreon uh, to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcast, Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, and Bice Around. Uh, help shape the content of this show. And coming soon. Reflections for Lent. Yes. Support for support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast to get all your jizz muzzly goodness. <laughs> Uh, hashtags, what do we got? I don't have that many. Uh, I've got a few. Go ahead. Uh, I've got uh, hashtag grab the mic like Toby Mac. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> hashtag marry a doormat. <laughs> hashtag don't eat detergent. <laughs> we can't do this, but this is pretty on brand. The ha- hashtag the weight of it on your tongue. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. Boy. <laughs> Michael hashtag Michael is the woke face face tattoo guy. <laughs> and hashtag uh two more hashtag X Tina O Z. <laughs> X Tina and hashtag technically shit, but a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's us. Yeah. All right, uh hashtag wouldn't that be a gross? <laughs> 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 Hashtag pardon me, your epidermis is showing. Pardon me, your <laughs> epidermis. God, what a terrible line. God. All right. Hashtag I can't swallow that. Nope. 
We're not doing that with Rachel. Nope. Hashtag <laughs> woke face tattoo guy. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Hashtag eat a handful of Vicodin. <laughs> Hashtag neo-Nazi cockhead. Same. <laughs> this this is my personal favorite. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad forty nine. <laughs> that's that might be it. Yeah, I like that's that pretty on brand. Yeah, that's yep. pretty good for her. Hashtag I like that. three bowls of mayonnaise sitting around a table. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag want to marry a doormat, and then hashtag jizzmuzzly goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got uh, hashtag good till you get to the middle. Uh, hashtag I can't swallow that. Uh, hashtag certain thickness. I'm not using any of these for her. There's no way we're doing that, man. I'm not, I'm not tagging that. Hashtag her. very talented. Very talented. That's certain. <laughs> for once, for once, we're gonna have decorum, and we're not gonna choose something All that's right. basically. My, my vote uh, is for Milwaukee Dad Forty Nine. I'm on board with that. Can we just change it to Sixty Nine? <laughs> nope, 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 we're not. Nope, we're not doing that. Nope. nope. All right. So if you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag Milwaukee Dad Forty Nine. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Uh, at Polly Name Matt. Yeah, don't worry about it. At Polly Name Jizz nope. Muzzle. No, I was going to say, might as well. Um, at MJ Basinger. I am not getting back on Twitter. How do you spell Milwaukee? Uh, Meadywalkie. It's Meadywalkie Algonquin for the for good, good land. <laughs> Thank you. It's a Wayne, Wayne Wor- Wayne's I world. I did not know that. Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Is Milwaukee an Indian name? Well, yes, Pete, it is. Instagram, Inglorious Bastards. It's Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> Milwaukee. What was it? Milwaukee what? Milwaukee Dad 49. Milwaukee just Dad 49. Just 4-9. Don't spell it. Just 4-9. The number is 4-9. 4-9. Um, yeah, that's it. So long, suckers. Yeah. Be sure to check out uh, Twisty Sisters. I hate this song so much. I love that song. Are you kidding me? How do you hate that song? It's crap. It's Rick Astley. It's crap. Are you kidding me? It's ah, crap. shit. I had a voicemail. I forgot all about it. Oh, well, we'll do it next week. Next week. That's fine. We'll do it next week. Yeah, my son just heard you say that. Congratulations. Thanks. Hey, dude. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Earmuffs. Oh, Twitter. Twitter. The what? Rachel Held Evans giveaway. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Go. Retweet re- us. Retweet us right now. Yeah. Do it. Yep. Do it. And we'll Do it. Put you, you'll get the book in June. Yeah. 